friends, this is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so happy you're all here with me today. We've got an exciting show uh, today. The first hour, we'll be talking about Mount Shasta. I'm out at Mount Shasta, um, actually, and I'll be talking about all the miracle healings that were part of my group. One lady was healed of Lyme's disease. Another one, uh, she has um, she had cataracts in both eyes and total blindness in one eye. Uh, the cataracts are breaking up now, and the eyesight, her eyesight has been restored in the eye that was blind. Um, who else? Uh, there's um, just just amazing miracle healings. We'll be talking about that during the first hour, and then during the second hour, we'll be ta- I'll be talking to presidents uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, among others, on our beautiful, bright future and messages that they have for the country and for the world um, uh, so we can make this planet a better place. It should be a great discussion. They, they came to me last week and wanted me to do it. I said I'd be happy to. During the third hour of the show, we'll be broadcasting for three hours straight from the morning into the early afternoon Pacific time will be Dr. Michelle Peel. Now, Dr. Peel is a wonderful water scientist. She's done a lot of water cleanup around the world, and she's got some amazing stories to tell about her successes. And so I'm so happy she'll be she'll be coming on today. So uh, we'll start in just a few minutes. I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful love and support and for making Out of This World Radio a very popular show. We now have, uh, with today's show, we should have about 164 million, a jump of 10 million since last m- Monday's show, uh, German show. Um, I broadcast uh, th- uh, tw- uh, several times a week, um, and on Mondays, I broadcast in German and English. And um, I hope you can listen to my German show. It'll be on Radio on Radio Soul International in Vienna, Austria, uh, this Monday. It's always a great show. But, um, you know, it, it tells me with, with um, all the, the, that the, the planet is getting, people are waking up. The planet is, um, is shifting uh, into the fourth and fifth dimension. We've only got, my friends, we've only got about two months left. Uh, before we shift into the fourth dimension. And after the, after that, we will shift into the fifth dimension in about two years after that. So we're really in exciting times. And the location of where I am today, it's uh, the vibrations are extremely high. I almost feel like laughing <laughs> constantly because it really feels good to be here. And this is what, what 4D feels like. Um, when, when you go into 4D, everyone will be able to tele- telepathically communicate uh, with each other, uh, language will become secondary. It's a very interesting thing um, for those interested in different languages around the planet because the Tower of Babel was real. It was created many millennia ago to separate humanity into different different cultures and people so that we couldn't understand each other. We couldn't come together as one. But that's all fading fast because we are all part of the supreme being or God. And once we realize this, According to uh, President, my, my good friend, President Kennedy, we will all create a much better and happier planet because we won't want to attack each other um, like we, we do now. Sometimes, of course, we have conflicts around the world, but uh, all those will fall by the wayside. And once we realize um, uh, that uh, we, are, we are all one with, with God, the purpose of my show is to raise consciousness and make this world a much better place. And, and if you'd like to support the show, please go to my BBS website or go to my other website, which is out of this world, 1150.com. There's a little PayPal button and contribute whatever you like, even a dollar, five dollars, 10 bucks. It's all appreciated. And, and um, I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And have you ever laid awake at, at night and wondered sometimes in your spare time why you're here? What's the purpose of all of this? Well, the purpose, my friends, is to uh, spiritually advance 
and to create a better world and to raise consciousness. My angels told me this, wow, back in uh, 2013, when I started my show, they said, Ted, um, we want you to, to start a radio show and start writing books. So that's what I did. And it's been the, one of the best decisions in my entire life. And that's the thing about uh, messages you get. When you get messages from the other side, it often comes through your heart mind. It may come through a relative as, as well, maybe a parent who's passed on or grandparents a guardian angel. And they always speak from the truth because when you're in the fifth dimension, we're in the third now, we're going into fourth in a couple of months. When you're in the fifth dimension, the only thing there is truth. And the interesting thing is, is that when we shift into the fifth dimension by the end of 2024, which is just two, I mean, a couple of years away now, um, if you're in a court proceeding, for example, and uh, the judge, uh, the jury, everybody in the courtroom will be able to read your mind because everyone will be telepathic and you won't be able to hide the truth. Nothing. <laughs> so people, what's interesting is that Nostradamus, and I've talked to him extensively about this topic, is that you won't have the crime that you do today because people won't be able to get away with anything. Nothing. They won't be able to get away with with, with one thing. And so that's the kind of world we're, we're headed for. And um, some people, of course, don't want to be part of this new new reality, the new age, and they're leaving. Many people are leaving. But um, it's also right now at the top of the uh, ascension cycle. It's um, There's an ascension cycle that occurs every 25,800 years or one Mayan cartoon cycle. And you may scratch your head and say, well, what does he mean by a cartoon cycle? Well, a cartoon cycle is the time it takes for this planet in this solar system to go around the central sun of this universe and it takes 25,800 years. I myself have been here for two mining cartoon cycles. So I'm a very patient man. I've been here a long, long time waiting for this moment in history. And I'm excited. I really am for the future. Um, you know, I know there's challenges. The negatives are trying to hold on to um, their own negative world, but it's, it's, not going to, uh, it's not going to happen. I'll give you an example. Every year I go up to Mount Shasta. People come with me. We always have a fantastic time. But since... Since 2019, we have been harassed by agents from a three-letter agency. That's right. They find it hard to believe, but they come out here and they harass us. And so um, I was hoping this year we would have a, a nice trip without any harassment. But an agent showed up. We know all knew who it was, asked him to leave. And then um, um, so it, it did happen again. But, you know, it's just like a fly or a mosquito trying to bite you. You just swat it. <laughs> they go away. And that's and and um, so you have to and and the light is always much more stronger than the than the dark. So if you if you remember that they can't bother you. I mean they're they're part of an old decaying universe anyway. Don't they have anything better to do? Maybe they should go out and get some coffee and donuts somewhere. Bother bother anyone bother light workers. Um, I really want to thank Doug and Don for their fantastic wonderful support because without their support I couldn't do my show and I appreciate you guys so much. The, uh, my shows are supported by listener contributions. And if you'd like to contribute something, please go to my website or to the um, BBS website. Um, I wanted to go into um, everything that's been happening out here at, at Mount Shasta um, today. But before we go, I want to tell you just a little bit about um, my books. This is a book I published a couple of years ago. I've talked about it many times called Messages from the Masters, Messages from President Kennedy, Nostradamus, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Nikolai Tesla, the Galactic Alliance, the Palladians, 
and all talks about our beautiful, bright future. And every single thing that they've mentioned in this book has come true. It's really not my book. I'm just a scribe here. <laughs> I just work here. That's all. I'm just the messenger, like a telephone. But it's, 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 it's their messages, which they gave me. And what I did um, last year is I upgraded um, and, and uh, the book and had it translated into German. Um, it's now at MRNA uh, Publishers in, um, in Southern Germany, if you'd like. If you're listening today and you speak German, that's a great book, too, because it's been updated with, with new messages from all the masters. I am working currently on another book called Journey to the Other Side, um, How to Talk to uh, Angels and Other Benevolent Beings. And that book um, is nearly done. Um, it'll be self-published this year in English. And probably later this year, it'll be published in Germany in German. So uh, if you're interested in that book, uh, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. That's outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to send you either a pre-publication copy or after it's published, a, a published copy. The pre-publication copy is about 20 bucks. That's not, not very expensive. And the important thing is that it shows people how to talk to the other side. Because the thing that I get all the time, people come to me for readings. I do a lot of readings. Um, people come to me for readings and they said, well, I'd love to know how my mom and dad are doing or grandparents or maybe pet that's passed on. And, you know, they don't die. Their, their body may die um, in this third dimension. But we're all souls inhabiting human bodies, in, inhabiting bodies to have a, a, an experience, a experience and to learn from that to ascend. The earth is like a huge school where you learn all kinds of different lessons. And even when things maybe go wrong for you one day and you think you've made a mistake, it always has a silver lining in the sense that it always has, has a, a lesson to be learned from it. So that's one of the biggest things I want to leave people. Um, you know, there was stories back in 9-11, I don't know, 11 years ago, where people, for example, um, were sick or they, they, they uh, were needed to be at work that particular morning uh, to, in the Twin Towers in New York City, and something delayed them. And initially, they were, they were upset that they couldn't make it to work. But as it turned out, it turned out to be a good thing because they could have been killed as, uh, otherwise. So things like that happen. Always look at the bright side and always look at the silver lining as to what is this a message for. Um, um, anyway, so I wanted to, to leave, leave people with, with that today. Um, the, um, the planet is shifting. It's going into the higher dimensions. Actually, what I've been told is that Mother Earth has already shifted into the fifth dimension. And we are now trying, humanity is starting to catch up. There's something called the Schumann Residence, which is a measure of the vibration of planet Earth. And for, for many, many thousands, tens of thousands of years, even, maybe even millions of years, the Schumann residence, named after a German scientist named Dr. Schumann, of course, <laughs> in Germany, the Schumann residence was a measure of the vibration of planet Earth. And that was 7.8 hertz. Hertz uh, means a certain frequency. It's a measuring of, of frequency. But back in the September 2016, that frequency doubled from about almost doubled from 7.8 hertz to 13.8 hertz. And it's gone nothing but up, up and away since that time. And um, I, uh, I have available, if you like, don't see one here. Well, I have available, if you like, love tuning forks. And the tuning forks are 528 hertz. And when you hit it with a Lemurian crystal, 
You spread love everywhere. Now, I get these crystals here at Mount Shasta. They're blessed by the priests of Telos. So you get a double whammy. You get a you get a hit from the sound of the frequency of love, which is 528 hertz. And you also get a sound when you hit the crystal itself, because that's been blessed as love energy. So two plus two equals not four, but two plus two equals like 10 or 20 or 50. Because when you hit them together, you get a magnification effect and you spread love everywhere when you hit one. If you'd like one of the, these tuning forks and crystals, uh, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website and order it from there, outofthisworldreadings.com. That's outofthisworldreadings.com. It's, I think it's uh, $55. Um, for the uh, for the tuning fork and crystals, reasonably priced. And uh, my old book, the uh, messages from the masters. That's just uh, I think it's twenty or twenty one dollars, whatever. And um, you can also order it there on on the website uh, as well. It includes a brief ten to fifteen minute reading from yours truly, and also also includes a copy of this newspaper article. Now we've discussed this before, but for my new listeners just tuning in today. Uh, this is an actual copy of a newspaper article from the Christ, Christchurch Star. Now, the Christchurch Star is a newspaper in New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand. And if you look at the date, it says November 23rd, 1963. Um, and that's all fine and well, except um, the, the, um, this was actually the news story that came out for this article in New Zealand was, was published while President Kennedy was still alive. People may say, Scrat, well, what is he, how, how can he say that? Well, what it, what it is, is that this news story um, about um, Oswald killing Kennedy was all fake. It was a fake story. And what it was, um, the cabal killed Kennedy, Kennedy, President Kennedy, and they released this story. Um, they told all U.S. embassies around the world to release it um, a day uh, 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 on November 22nd. 1963, the day of President Kennedy's death. Well, the problem that they had in New Zealand is that uh, for people living, uh, my beautiful friends in Australia, New Zealand, in New Zealand and in Australia, November 22nd, 1963 was actually November 21st, 1963 in the United States. And President Kennedy was still very much alive in Washington, D.C. So um, they made a mistake. The cabal made a mistake and they released this newspaper story early. Um, I've got further documentation on it. Uh, if you read the article, it makes it very interesting. It said he was got the wrong, they've got the wrong place where he was shot. They said there were three, there were three shots fired, which if you read the Warren report, there was just one magic bullet. Um, it also says that he was, he died on um, Wednesday night, November 22nd at 12 midnight. Again, wrong. I mean, all, all these de- little details are wrong in this newspaper, but I've got a copy of it here. It's very difficult to get. If you, um, and a lot of controversy about this, of course. It was highlighted in Oliver Stone's movie, JFK, where you've got a scene of Kevin Costner at the Auckland New Zealand Airport, which is the capital of New Zealand, beautiful country. Um, and he had picked up a copy of this paper that Kennedy was dead, but he just talked to the, he had just conferred with his superiors in Washington, D.C. by phone. And President Kennedy was still very much alive at the time that this newspaper public this this thing was published. So there's a lot of scams out there. Um, we all know about the shot scam. Um, you know, a lot of people are dying from the shots nowadays. But I want to tell people that if they are, um, if they get shattered upon or um, they get sick from 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 the uh, from the shot, um, write me an email. I'm happy to send you a remedy, a free remedy sheet 
with uh, from various medical doctors. I'm not a doctor, of course, and uh, but I've got I've got recommendations from various MDs on inexpensive home remedies, including ivermectin, um, a hydrochloroquine. Uh, what else? Um, pine needle tea. They all work. Um, by the way, pine needle tea comes the best pine needle tea comes from white pine and white pine does grow around Mount Shasta. And last night I was out walking in a forest and I found a bunch of white pine. So I, I took some. So what it, what it does, hydrochloroquine, you can make your own very easily. You take the rinds of three grapefruit and three lemons and you put them in a pan of water with two inches of water on top and you boil it or simmer it for about three hours and you let it cool down. And this is very important. You put a zinc tablet in the in the in the mixture and then you add a little sweetener like honey or sugar to taste and you drink it like a tea it's very good for you there's no side effects and that can uh, uh reverse the effects of shedding and or um help with the uh, with the shot you can do the same thing by ivermectin ivermectin if you're in mexico listening today ola <laughs> my little sandy's ola um in mexico you can buy ivermectin over the counter it's no big deal it's like aspirin buy as much as you want it's very cheap uh, in Japan, if you're listening in Japan, arigato, <laughs> uh, konnichiwa. Um, uh, in, in Japan, um, ivermectin is as available as aspirin is in Mexico or here. Buy it anywhere you like. It's, 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 uh, the supply is endless and it's very reasonable. Here in the United States, of course, we have restrictions. We're not really a free country anymore, um, but um, it's harder to get here. Uh, you can still get it, but it's, it's more difficult. But ivermectin really helps. That's why President Trump um, um, talked about a lot about ivermectin when the scandemic first came out. It did help people, a lot of people. Um, the other thing too, to, to use is this pine needle tea. Um, white pine is available here in Northern California. Other places, of course, it's around the planet. There's other, other, also kinds of different pines to use as well. I'm not familiar with them, but I know that white pine uh, does work. The last thing you can do, of course, to help yourself if you're uh, not feeling well, and this goes um, this is from the hollow earth, from my friend Zora in the hollow earth. And he's with me today. He may say a few words later. Beautiful man. I appreciate his help so much. Um, the is to say a prayer. And what you do, you, you count down from either five to one or 10 to one. And you say the number five, for example, then breathe in and out, and then say four, then breathe in and out, three, two, one. And then you snap your fingers and say, if you're a woman, you say from the goddess within me. And if you're a man, you say, from the God within me, and then you say, I ask and command the supreme being to uh, heal me from, uh, from any shedding and the shot and or the shot if you've taken the shot. And I am now completely healed and I know it to be true and say, I know it to be true with conviction and then snap your fingers. I've seen spontaneous people spontaneously healed after doing that. And uh, but you, the, there's a couple of pre prerequisites for it. First off, you have to believe in God. That helps. Um, if you have any doubts, it won't work. Um, you have to want to live. If you don't want to live, then don't do the prayer. And um, and um, and it and be positive about it. And it does work. I've seen it happen. I've seen it work with people. Um, we'll be going into the healings um, here at Mount Shasta in a few minutes. It was just amazing, the, the, the miracles that happen here. Now, Shasta itself is approaching into the fifth dimension. It's already been in fourth for quite a while. 
And um, when you're here, you feel it because you're just kind of float. <laughs> I float around here all the time. It's a beautiful place. But the other, the other side of the coin is that there are negative elements who've been trying to take over Mount Shasta, but you know, their, their days are gone. I mean, it's like they, they don't, uh, um, they're not going to be around for much longer. Most of the negatives, um, actually all the reptilians will be gone by the end of this year, including the grays. Um, and then the negative people who've been working with him, like the Illuminati, like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, Bill Gates, that crowd, um, they'll be leaving here. They're leaving now and they will be leaving the next um, uh, couple of years. So their days are numbered, definitely numbered. My Mother Earth, Gaia, I've talked to her. She's pretty sick and tired of being assaulted, polluted, um, disrespected, exploited. Um, and, and so she has said, and God has said that these negative elements must leave. There's, they can't stay here any longer. And one of the things about the shot program is very interesting, how cleverly they, they designed it is that when you take, if you take the shot, your soul leaves your body in the Finibachi sequence. In the Finibachi, you may ask, well, what is Finibachi? It's named after an Italian mathematician who discovered the patterns in the universe for seashells and all kinds of natural things, that things, that things, at, you know, progress in a mathematical formula. And according to uh, Plidian scientists I've talked to, um, after you, before you take, if you take the shot, before you take it, your soul is 100% with your body. But now, right after you take it, you lose 10% of your soul, so only have 90% of your soul. Then it drops down to 82%. You only have 82% of your soul after a few weeks. Then it drops down to something like 72. It's a Finibachi ratio. I've got it written down. Then after that, it drops down to 62%, then uh, 52%, uh, 38%, and then 19%, and then it goes down to zero. And people, I don't want to lose anybody on this, but um, uh, when it when your soul is completely gone, you don't have a soul left. You become like an automaton. And as this progressive prog- progresses, People's personality change. They often get very nasty because negative entities, if your soul is half gone, let's say uh, you only have 40% of your soul left in your body and you've taken the shot, or maybe you haven't taken the shot, but you've been shedded on by people who have taken the shot. Now, shedding is a special term um, that can, that's come out since um, during this whole scamdemic, and I call it scamdemic because it's been a scam. Um, uh, Bill Gates designed the, um, the shot's to turn people's bodies into what's called bioweapons, where they exude all the spike proteins, the bad spike proteins. And if you live in a, if you're in an office, for example, or in a family, and you have like the husband's been, the husband's taken the shot, but the wife hasn't, and the kids haven't, what happens is that the husband, for example, will become a bioweapons factory and exude all this spike crap into the, into the, uh, into the home environment. So his wife, and let's say they've got two children, the children also will get shattered upon and they can in, in effect be, 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 uh, suffer the same results as if, 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 as if they'd taken the shot and then their souls start leaving their body as well. It's very cleverly designed and they also want to stop our ascension as well. Now, all humans, most humans, um, our service to others. They're based upon, they have a chakra system, eight chakra system, which are, which contain uh, compassion, love and caring and helping other people based upon love and respect. But when you take, if you take the shot, 
or you're in an area where a lot of people are shedding upon you. I mean, it's very simple to be done. You can you can be right somebody. You can shake their hand and get shedded upon because that stuff's really nasty. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett designed this thing to kill off humanity, and they're they're they've done a very good job. Got to credit them for that, you know. And so, um, at any rate, um, you start getting shedded upon, and then now your body acts like it's taken the shot. And your soul starts to leave your body. And a lot of people's personality starts changing with that. I've seen light workers who I've known for decades. Their personalities are completely changed. They're always depressed, very negative. Um, and the thing is, is that if your soul is completely gone after five or six months, you exit because your soul keeps your body alive. And if you don't have a soul, your body's not going to live. Um, but there are remedies for it, um, and these remedies do work. Um, this phenomenon of the soul leaving the body was first noticed by French psychics in France a little more than a year ago, and they published a paper on it. Anyone wants the sites, I'm happy to send it to them, and I can prove everything I'm saying, and with hundreds of medical and scientific studies. So it's very interesting, you know, when the industry came out and said, oh, this stuff is safe and effective, name me one study, send me one study showing that this sh these shots were quote safe and effective just one one nobody's ever sent me anything i've never run across any literature in the scientific or medical field showing that the that these that these shots were safe so-called safe and effective again it's lies 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 and as adolf hitler found out in world war ii if you say a lie long enough and loud enough people will believe it unfortunately and that's what they've done with this whole scam pandemic program. But people are waking up, I know, and um, um, and it's all it's. Um, I, I know we're going to get through it, and we're getting help now. I want everyone today to uh, put their hand on their heart and say thanks and send love and light to our Palladian and Galactic Alliance friends, because the the Palladians especially they've been here since November of two thousand eighteen after the reptilians and the darker, uh, darker forces of the U.S. Air Force destroyed Paradise and Malibu, California. Now, during that time, when those they were destroyed by particle beams, they weren't natural fires, they were destroyed by weapons. And a little over 80,000 people died in both of those places. Oh, if you look up, you know, Cal if you look at um, the California state statistics, they'll say, oh, what, what, but 100 people died in Paradise. That was a lie, my friends. Um, because the statistically, if you look at the population of Paradise, California in 2017, there are about 50, 55,000 or more people there. And then after the so-called fires in 2018, suddenly where all those people go, they're just gone. So the only thing you have to conclude if they're all wiped out, that about 50, 55,000 people died as a result. But it was a massacre, total massacre of people, both in Paradise and in Malibu. And so four years ago, after that happened, myself and many other light workers around the planet asked for help. We can't compete against reptilian direct energy weapons. Um, so we asked for galactic help. And I wanna thank um, the Palladians especially, and Admiral Halosaurus especially, for coming here to help us. And they're going to be here. I've talked to Admiral Halosaurus about this before. They're gonna be here to help us through the ascension. Now they can't interfere directly because this is a planet of free will and they cannot um, I was going to say that legally they can't interfere, but <laughs> according to cosmic law and the, the rules that they follow, uh, God's rules, if you will, um, they, they will not intervene directly. But what they can do, and they've been doing this now for the last couple of years, is they're bombarding the planet with lots of high vibration energy waves. 
And this is why a lot of people now are living in spite of taking the shot. They're living in spite of maybe getting chatted upon. So it's not as bad as I thought it would be last year, because a lot of people who I thought would, would be dead by now from the shots are still alive. And so I want to I want to thank the Plebeians for all their beautiful help. Um, this is a, uh, a wonderful, uh, amazing time in human history. And um, the Plebeians and the Galactics are not going to allow um, the reptilians and the uh, people like Gates to kill off humanity because it's not not going to happen. The Supreme Being has decreed that this planet shall ascend and it, and, and it is starting to, it is ascending now. My friends, we've only got about a little more than two months of 3D. So <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> as much as you can because we're shifting into the fourth dimension and Shasta is one of those places and Sedona as well. That's now advancing early into the into the higher dimensions. Uh, the Pleiadians have uh, 4.5 million ships around the planet, and if you, no matter where you are in the globe, you will probably see them if you if you look up. Now Shasta is a special place because they have a mothership 10 miles above Mount Shasta, which I go to frequently. And there's also a um, there's also a um, a city called Telos. Beneath Mount Shasta, where Mount where Adama is, Madonna's a beautiful, beautiful person, uh, very spiritually involved. He's about twenty five thousand more years old, and he loves humanity, and wants to help us. But for the last, there's been a war going on for at least I don't know eight to ten years between the good and the bad, the good, bad, and the ugly, <laughs> between the reptilians and negative elements of the U.S. government who want to take over Mount Shasta and turn it into a negative place from those who want to keep it positive, including the Plodians and our space brothers among the Galactic Alliance. And the Plodians and the, and the Galactics are winning. But it's not to say the negatives don't try to stop things, but they're going to be unsuccessful. And as Data said on Star Trek many years ago, he said, resistance is futile. <laughs> it is. It's, it's silly for them to even try because they're going to lose, and they know it. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what... Uh, that's what they do. But um, I want to get now to the humans happening at uh, Mount Shasta and discuss. I won't discuss anyone's name, but there was a, a lady on the trip who um, she was blind in one eye. Nice woman from Montana. Really sweet lady. She was there with her daughter. She was on my trip and uh, we, we, we went around in a prayer circle to one of the portals here at Mount Shasta. And um, we prayed for her and, and asked Adama to come in and help her heal. Now, Adama has explained to me before how this process uh, works. So what happens is that he works through, he helps you um, uh, go through the God within you because all of us have the God within us. And we can ask, we are all healers. And we are, like Zora says, Zora is a beautiful man. He says that we are all gods and goddesses. Okay. So this lady is a, is a goddess, basically. And we do healing prayers at this at this portal that ties into the hollow earth, into Telos. And with Adama's help and God's help, we say a bunch of healing prayers and we meditate around in a circle. And it usually takes, in based upon historical patterns, it takes about 20, 25 minutes for the healing to occur. It's pretty spontaneous. And as soon as uh, we did these prayers here a couple of days ago, her cataract started breaking up. Uh, her eyesight was 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 getting restored. Now it's fine. Um, and she was, uh, I tell you, can't tell you how 
how happy she was. Beautiful, beautiful um, lady, older lady, and very sweet. And she had done something that um, no medical science on this planet in third dimension could have ever done for her. Um, but at any rate, uh, that was one, one example. Another lady, um, she had asthma and polyps in her, um, in her nose. And the doctors, once again, I mean, they tried to help her, you know, they, but they didn't know what to do, really. They said, uh, well, here's two, two aspirin and a glass of water. Go home and take rest, and that'll be $250 for the five-minute consultation. That's about it. That's what they said. So we did all prayers for her using the same techniques, bringing in the Dhamma and God into, to help her heal. And now the polyps have all started to shrink, and uh, her asthma is getting, getting much better. And um, I think by the time the trip ends, um, she will be completely healed. Another, another very, very, very happy lady. Uh, third lady on the trip um, had, has had uh, Lyme's disease for many decades. I don't know if you know about Lyme's disease, but it's actually was um, the U.S. government is responsible for it. That's right. It was um, uh, a lot of up to 8,000 or so Nazi scientists and engineers were brought over to the United States uh, right after World War II by President Truman. And um, they wanted their technical knowledge and also their intelligence um, knowledge as well. So the Central Intelligence Agency was created um, uh, with, with Nazi personnel, especially for um, Europe, where there was a, uh, an entire, it's called the Abwehr in Germany during the Nazi period, which was the German intelligence part of the Nazi party. And the Abwehr in Eastern Europe was, was, was um, headed by a Nazi general called Gellin. And um, one day at the end of World War II, uh, we, approached, um, we approached Gellin and said, will you come work for us? And so from one day to another at the end of World War II, one day there were all Nazis working for Hitler. Germans lost the war, at least on paper. Um, and then the next day, after they signed this agreement with Truman, they were all working now for the U.S. government. True story. You can look it up yourself. And so people wonder, well, how is it that these agencies are so ruthless? How is it that they that they can murder and kill people and get and, and seemingly get away with it? That's because of their their Nazi background. They are were started with Nazis, and so um, at any rate, um, that's a, that's a true story. But uh, um, the um, um, but they're, they're not going to stop the evolution. This has been decreed by the Supreme Being, the Creator. And so we are starting to ascend. Now, the important thing happens when we ascend, uh, we will all become natural born healers. And getting back to that lady with the Lyme disease, she's had pain in her back for many, many years. And Truman, in his wisdom, had brought this, this um, I forget the guy's name, but it was a Nazi scientist. And he did his research on germ warfare on Long Island. And in December of 1945, he had created um, a tick and infused um, this, this weapon into this lime, into this, into this tick. And the tick went on a dog. The dog then took a ferry from, I guess with its owner, from Long Island to Lyme, Connecticut. And that's where Lyme disease came from, was Lyme, Connecticut in December 1945, and it spread throughout the United States after that. That's a true story. So um, if you've been affected by Lyme, Lyme disease, it's all Truman's fault. And that's the truth too. It's the U.S. government fault. You could sue them 
if I mean, theoretically, see an attorney, see what they say. Um, but you could theoretically sue them for uh, for damages because it's their fault. They're the ones who did it. But at any rate, um, uh, this lady got a healing from Lyme's disease that she's had for decades. She's had pain in her back for decades as as a result of Lyme disease. And she said, Ted, I think I think it's gone. I have no pain, nothing. And the other symptoms, too, have been all completely cleared up. Now, in order for this to work, you have to be a positive vibration and be open to it. If you're not open to it, um, it won't it won't work. But again, it's all attitude. And like the old saying goes, if you're open to good things, good things will come to you, of course. Um, and so um, the, and I've in years past, um, back in September 2017, there was a lady named Tammy from um, Minnesota who came on one of my trips and she um She'd been crippled. That was a quite an amazing, moving story. I'll tell you about it now. Um, from uh, and what happened is that she drove out from Minnesota. Uh, she got there late. It's a long drive from Minnesota to Mount Shasta in Northern California, and she was um, she was parked in her van sleeping. And about two o'clock in the morning, her van is surrounded by Sasquatch. She could feel them and they're communicating with her telepathically. Um, and they asked her if she wanted a healing because. Her legs didn't function very well. She walked around with crutches and a wheelchair. She was able to drive, okay, but but standing up was difficult, and um, and she had a lot of issues with with mobility. And she said, "Sure, I'd love a I'd love a healing." So what happened next is at two o'clock in the morning, this ship appears above her. They beam a uh, golden light, uh, light right down to the top of the van. The van opens up, and she's transported above uh, aboard this uh, craft. I know it sounds like science fiction, but she swore it's all true, and I believe her. Um, and she was given a new pair of legs, um, uh, artificial devices, but I mean lifelike. So she was then transported back to her van. She fell asleep, and the next morning she wakes up. And she gets out of her van and she starts screaming. So they healed me. They healed me. And I don't allow drugs on the trip. So, uh, <clears throat> and I said to her, look, we don't allow <clears throat> any mind altering substances on the trip. You'll have to leave. And she says, no, 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 no. I'm not on drugs. You don't understand. They healed me. The, the, and I said, who healed you? And she said, the Sasquatch and the Telosians. And so she threw away her wheelchair and crutches and she was very happy camper and she's been been fine ever since. So those miracle stories do happen there. And um, it's going to be happening as we as we shift into these higher dimensions this year. And over the next couple of years, you're going to see the same kind of miracles happening. Now, one of the interesting things we're talking about healing is that um, the med beds, there are med beds available um, that have been, been in, the, in the custody of the U.S. government and several other governments here on this planet for many decades. You know, we, we, we pay for the government, of course, but they haven't shared it with us. And But um, there's going to come a time starting this fall where I'm told they will start sharing it with us. Isn't that nice of them after we paid all their salaries and everything? <laughs> They're finally giving us some crumbs. And it's supposed to come out mid-October. October 22nd is supposed to be a very special day. Um, but um, they haven't given me more details than that, but it is coming. Now, one of the things that'll happen once you take one of these med beds, it will uh, reverse the aging clock from your current age back to 29, 28, 30, somewhere in there. And if you wanted to start a second or third or fourth or fifth family, you could. 
<laughs> in theory, you could. And also the longevity of people will dramatically increase. Instead of maybe living for 70, 80, 90 years, you suddenly will be able to double that, triple that, quadruple that, 10 times that. And eventually we will live an average of 1,000 years on this planet because that's what other advanced human civilizations and other worlds live. They all live 1,000 years up to 25,000 years. And basically we've become immortal. My good friend Adama from Hollow Earth and Zora are, are thousands of years old but they don't look at they don't look a day over ten thousand years old. <laughs> just just kidding. No, they 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 live for a, humans are programmed to live for a long long time. And the funny thing that the when the galactics talk about us, they talk about humans here on this planet, humanity as spiritual babies. I mean, you think about it, right? We're all socialized to work for a living, which is okay. You know, everyone's got to have an occupation. Um, but then you get to your 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe hundreds, and you say, what did I just do? Why did I work all my whole life? What's the lesson of this? And then people often start asking about the questions of life and, and, and you know, and, you know, certain important things like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why did I have the, all these experiences? And then they often pass on after that. But we have the we have the capability and the genes to live far, far longer than we currently do. Um, let me tell you a story, a true story that happened in the 1950s. I'm sure everyone remembers Dwight D. Eisenhower in the 1950s. And as his vice president, he had um, Richard Nixon. Well, um, he was approached by, both of them were approached by the Plebeians in 1953. And again, um, uh, in 1953, the Plebeians offered... Um, spiritual advancement in technology to the Eisenhower administration uh, to eliminate disease here on this planet. But uh, Eisenhower himself, to his credit, liked the plebeians, but Richard Nixon didn't. He said that he had a lot of friends in the medical industry, and he was afraid that they'd lose all their jobs if everybody suddenly got, got well overnight. I mean, come on, you can't make money if people are living forever, right? Um, and they were going to get rid of cancer as well. But... Um, at any rate, uh, Nixon had a lot of friends in the pharmaceutical industry and the medical establishment, the AMA, um, and they, he was against it. So they disregarded their offer. They had a second chance to do the same thing in 1957 when a man named Valiant Thor from the Galactic Alliance offered the same thing to both Eisenhower and Nixon. They said, you know, we can get rid of suffering on this planet in a very short time if you if you will um, if you will agree to get rid of all your nuclear weapons, it's the same offer that the Plebeians made as well. And um, so, uh, but they, they, the, the main stumbling block back then were the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The Joint Chiefs of Staff, the military branch of the U.S. government wanted weapons and um, they could offer no weapons. And so they said, well, we're in a war with the Soviets, Cold War with the Soviets. And if you can't give us any weapons, then leave. And so they left. Um, around about that same time in 19 uh, March of 54, Eisenhower was offered a deal by the reptilians, which is a, which are a nasty service to self civilization. Um, based, they, they are reptiles, bipedal reptiles, and they're very intelligent though. And uh, they're service to self and they, they offered weapons and technology to the Eisenhower administration in exchange to fight the Soviets in exchange 
for the right to abduct and study us humans. This is called, some people call the Treaty of Merida. It's all documented. Um, Eisenhower went off to Edwards Air Force Base. And during the first, I think it was March 3rd or the first week in, in March, where he met with them on, on board a um, reptilian, a gray spacecraft. He was there for 40, 45 minutes. And he was also threatened too. He said, look, um, the reptilian ambassador uh, told, uh, told Eisenhower, he said, uh, if you don't agree to this, we're going to kill a bunch of your people. And, um, and so he accepted it. I think it's, it's a decision I think he regretted for the rest of his life. And he regrets now on the other side as well. I've talked to him extensively about it. And at the same time, people don't realize this, but at the same time, uh, the same deal was offered being offered to also being offered to Nikita Khrushchev in Russia, the Soviet Union. And what, uh, what the reptilians, the reptilians are very crafty. They said, uh, they said to Eisenhower, if you don't accept this agreement, then we're going to give the technology to the Soviets, the Russians, and they'll become the preeminent power on, on earth and they'll, they'll dominate you. And he said the same, they also said the same thing to the Russians too. He said, if, if you don't, to, to Eisenhower, if you don't accept it, then the Russians will, will, will get the technology and you won't. And he said the same thing to the Russians. If you don't accept it, then the Americans will get the technology, but they actually did the same agreement with both of them. And so um, the abduction started uh, after that. And um, if you look in the media uh, before 1954 in both um, the United States and in Russia, there's no mention of the Greys, uh, Little Green Men. There's no mention at all in any, any, uh, in any of our media in either countries or anywhere in the world because they didn't really come into our reality until, until the 50s. Um, the... Um, but it's a very interesting history, everything that happened. During the time that this was going on, the abductions have largely stopped now. Um, one point, one point um, if I remember correctly, the Galactics told me 1.5 millions were abducted, of, of which, or no, wait a minute, uh, let me correct that. Five, or no, six million humans were abducted, of which 1.5 million were returned. And the rest were either eaten because the reptilians and the greys do eat us um, like cattle um, were either eaten or sold into slavery. So they weren't, they were lying about that as well. And one of the problems with the atmosphere here on planet earth is for them anyway, it's too oxygen rich. And this is one of the reasons why they use the chemtrail program to spray uh, aluminum, barium, strontium, and sulfur into our atmosphere. If you look at the, if you've, if the, the galactics tell me that the, the reptilians come from a planet called Draco, Draco. And that planet, its atmosphere has aluminum, barium, sulfur, and um, uh, uh, the, the, the same kinds of, the same kinds of materials that they spray here on this planet. So their long-term goal over, over, over time, uh, since executing this agreement in 1954, has been to terraform, transform this planet Earth into a planet like Draco, Draco, so they can take it over. Um, other, um, other, other people I've talked to in the Galactics and the Pleiadians have told me that um, because the, the atmosphere in this planet is too oxygen rich, um, that they want to, uh, they terraform it into, they change the atmosphere so that they can, they can live here. Um, and the other way that they've done it too is to create hybrids 
with the greys and the reptilians because the hybrids can live here because they're part human. And uh, there's just so much going on. You wouldn't believe it. You'd think I'd be talking science fiction, but it's all true. It's the true story about what's really going on. And many of our so-called leaders on this planet, they're not human. They look human, but they're not. They're either not human, um, uh, they've been cloned, or they have a reptilian shield over them. Or the other part of it is that they're completely controlled by um, by implants, either way. So, um, but we're going to win this one. It's a battle that's been going on. Actually, it's been a battle going on at least 500,000 years. 500,000 years ago, there was a huge war between the Galactic Alliance and the Reptilians, with the Reptilians ending up blowing up um, a, 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 a huge super planet, um, that was just outside. It was just in the same orbital path as the asteroid, asteroid, asteroid belt is now in the solar system. They ended up blowing it up. That's what used to be there was a huge planet. And many of those souls who were killed during that blow up of that planet came to planet Earth here. And they came to Mars and, and planet Earth because Mars was also inhabited at the time as well. Um, but um, it's a long history. Everything that's happened is a fascinating history. And um, maybe one of these days I'll write a book on that, too. I think that would be great to get that out to the public, to have people understand the galactic basis for this war that's been going on for a long time. But um, the Earth itself was created as a, as a way um, it, they created. They let evil, evil thrive on this planet um, because the, the theory was that if you have if people have a choice between doing good things or bad things, most of them will will choose good things because they'll suffer bad consequences if they don't. But the experiment hasn't worked very well and the, and it's gotten completely out of hand. And what, what my galactic friends tell me is that the evilness on this planet has even seeped into now the fifth dimension, which is not supposed to go up that high. And so um, uh, this is all coming to an end. But what's important for all of us to remember is that we're boots on the ground. The Pleiadians and the Galactics are restricted in what they can and can't do because of the doctrine of free will. The reptilians do anything they like. They don't really care about what happens to them because they think they're impervious and they're above God. But for the, for, for the good forces of the Galactic Alliance and the Pleiadians, they have to pay attention to cosmic law. And one of that is that doctrine of free will. They cannot directly interfere unless they're asked or unless there's an extinction level event that the, that, the, that the negatives would do. Fukushima, for example, was an extinction level event. And that's why the Galactics stepped in and cleaned up a lot of that radiation from Fukushima because they didn't want us to die. In the same sense, um, Galactic Special Forces have come into this planet. They eviscerated the original um, virus that was, that was uh, created in a laboratory by Bill Gates and Warren Buffett to, to kill off humanity. So that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And, but, the, but the negatives are very clever. So they brainwashed everybody into thinking that they needed a shot vaccine to counteract this scamdemic, which they didn't. And then in those shots, um, in, in, in recently released documents by Pfizer under court order, there's something like 187 different diseases that are in each one little shot, Pfizer shot. 
So you get all kinds of horrible things from that, from that, those shots. And there's not one good thing about it. Show me one study that shows it, like anything good in it. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing good about it at all. There's actually a website called howbadismybatch.com. www.howbadismybatch.com. If you have a batch number for a shot, you can look it up in those records. Now, this information is information that was hacked by computer hackers from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca about six or eight months ago. And then they published it on the web and it went everywhere. So you just have to look it up. And once you look it up, you can see that there's three or four different levels of depth with these so-called shots. Uh, the first level of depth is, between, um, is within 10 to 14 days where people often will die of a stroke or a heart attack or they'll just expire. Uh, the, second, the second level of death is about five or six months out where often people will have the same experience uh, after their soul leaves their body. Uh, after that, the third level of death is about a year and a half out where people get uh, mad cow disease or HIV AIDS, which is acquired immunity, immunity deficiency syndrome. And that's happening now. If you're able to hurdle through those three different levels of death, then, and you're living like two years or longer, then you become fodder for the new world order because you will likely be controlled and programmed by the new world order with the booster shots uh, to do what they want, to, what they want you to do. Um, a little bit of the galactic history, I've mentioned this before, but in 22 other star systems, the reptilians and the grays have come into various human civilizations and they've offered benefits to an elite, the elites on each planet. And in exchange for these benefits, um, they, they require the elites to um, get rid of 95% of the population to a small, manageable, slave-like population of about 500 million people. And then uh, once they're down to that level, they work them as slaves to extract all the resources of a planet. Now, the thing is about the greys and the reptilians, they are cut off from source and they're cut off from God. And because they're cut off, cut off from God, they don't have, they don't have any creativity. And that's why um, we humans are, are called genetic royalty because we have, we have a tremendous amount of, of, um, of we, we're tied into God and we also have a tremendous, tremendous amount of, of genetic diversity, making us very powerful spiritual beings. The reptilians don't. They've come up to a certain level. They can't go any further. And they think, but yet they think that they're God and that they appoint themselves to control the entire universe, including this civilization here on, on planet Earth. That's, a, that's, the, that's the story. That's the complete story in a, in a real abbreviated form in a nutshell for everyone listening today. So this is, um, and, and coupled with all of that, there has been six other civilizations who have tried through the millennia to, um, to advance uh, into the fourth and fifth dimension. So this is our seventh try, seven times, seven times we've done this before. The other six times have all failed, haven't made it. Because at the last minute, the negatives have come in and stopped everything. And they're trying desperately to do the same now. But this time, the supreme beings had enough. The galactics have had enough. Um, and we are all helping to turn it around. Now, because of free will, the Galactics and the Pleiadians cannot directly interfere in the, in the affairs of Earth. However, everyone listening today on this show, for the humans listening to this on planet Earth today, 
all 164 million people out there in over 100 countries, we are boots on the ground. And that means that we can make the changes necessary that they would love to, that the Plebeians and the Galactics would love to help us out with, but can't because they 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 um, are consonant, they respect free will, and they want us to, 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 we have to do it on our own. We all came here as, as a learning experience to evolve and to ascend to the higher dimensions. So um, that's why it's valuable for people to take the initiative and do everything they can to make this planet a better place. And I'll give you an example. You don't have to do it on a big scale. You could do it on a small scale. For example, if a lot of people out there in various countries all over the world are having kind of a hard time right now financially, and if you see a homeless people a person on the street, treat them with kindness. Give them, give them a little money or words of encouragement because that little bit helps. It really does help lift up their spirits and yours as well. There have been studies done that people who are uh, service to others and helping them out, they, they evolve and they're happier, healthier, and they feel good. They feel much better about life. Um, and do the same for animals too. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people who need help out there right now. Um, and um, uh, good times are on their, on their way for, for humanity. And um, uh, if you'd like a copy of my, my sheet, of my sheet for uh, free remedies for, uh, for any shedding or people who've taken the shot, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Again, that's outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, or you can send it to my ProtonMail account, which is a Swiss-based Swiss encrypted account. Um, very safe. That is um, out of this world radio or protonmail.com. That's also a good way to, to reach me. Uh, and I'm happy to send it out to you. It's, it's no charge. And um, it, I guarantee there's things there. I'm not a medical doctor, but there's things from other from medical doctors that, that I think will really help, uh, really help people. Well, it's the top of the hour now. It's 11, p- it's 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, and I'll, I'd like to go now to the second part of the show, which is... Uh, um, it is 4th of July in two days, and I'm going to be giving messages now from um, our good friends, Presidents George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt actually came to me last night about messages from him, Thomas Jefferson, to celebrate um, July 4th. Uh, I've given this message before. The first president to come through is President George Washington, and I've given this message before, but President Washington said that... Um, he and the other founders of the country, um, men and women who, who, who founded the United States, um, um, didn't work as hard as they did to have it destroyed by a bunch of, of lousy, in his name, in his words, lousy thugs. Um, and I've got some more messages from Abraham Lincoln on that, uh, to destroy the, this great country. Because the country itself was meant as a beacon to the world um, for, for peace and freedom and harmony. And the, the Constitution itself is, is, is a litmus test for, for, um, for, for living in harmony w- with each other. It's, it stood the test of time. It was, was written back in 1776 um, in Philadelphia. And that was like over, what, over 200, 240-odd years, 250-odd years ago now. Um, and um, it stood the test of time. And it's a litmus test for the rest of the world for, for freedom. You know, and one of those, uh, I'll touch on this briefly, and this is from them talking, not me, is the Second Amendment. And I'll go with the other amendments as well in a few minutes. 
the Second Amendment was written, put in the Constitution as a bulwark, as a safeguard against tyranny, because back in the 1770s, George, uh, King George was a very was a very tyrannical um, king of, of of England. And um, I mean, there's a lot of things that British soldiers could come into your house anywhere in America without a warrant, without anything. That's why we got the Fourth Amendment um, and 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 um, take whatever they want, uh, haul you off to jail without any charges, keep you there indefinitely. There's a reason why we have these constitutional protections in our Constitution, the federal Constitution and in each state in the state Constitution. And I want to give us that all the presidents want to thank uh, George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, President Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln. They all want to thank um, Clarence Thomas and the Supreme majority of the Supreme Court for upholding the Second Amendment rights for American citizens and striking down these restrictive gun control laws in various states. Because you don't need a permit to carry a gun under the Constitution. You can carry them for uh, for for self-protection, especially now. In democratic cities like Seattle or Portland, uh, San Francisco, other cities, Chicago, uh, New York City, where the police have been, their funding's been cut. So they don't have much police force at all. And that means the criminals can run wild and a lot of people are, are dying as a result, getting killed as a result. And the only thing standing them between, um, standing between um, people, the, the citizens of this country and and mayhem and, and crime is, is their own self self guns and they and the states have overstepped their bounds in trying to regulate gun control ownership to the point where people can't can't get guns. A lot of places in New York City are, are very dangerous now as a result. In Seattle too are very become a very dangerous town. You know, if you call I have friends in Seattle and they call up the police they said there's one major crime that can, that happens almost every week now and the police don't come out. Sometimes they'll they don't even come out for murder. Um, they just let it go. Um, and you can't live like that. So if people don't have a way to defend themselves, what way do they have? They don't have any other way at all. So it's it's, it's wonderful what, what the um, Supreme Court is doing now in upholding the Constitution. There's also the Fourth Amendment right, too, the right to privacy, uh, search and seizure. All of that has been eroded over the years. You know, we have intelligence agencies in this country um, especially since 9-11 that don't respect the rule of law. They do whatever they want to do. They surveil people anytime they want. They don't, there's no checks and balances on the security systems here in the United States at all. So it, there's a real danger, George Washington says, of uh, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and President Kennedy, of course, that this is going to lead to a, to a horrible tyranny where people are so afraid to speak out. Um, they feel like uh, locked in their own country, um, they they have a lot to say about the uh, scandemic that happened for the last couple of years. Things are loosening up now, of course, and that's good, they said. But that was what but it was an excuse. The whole thing was fake. And it was an excuse to take our rights and liberties and freedoms away. One of the things that George Washington really admired, um, it was the Canadian truckers up in Canada this spring. And he and he said, you know, this is to the uh, Canadians who st stood up against uh, the dictator Trudeau up in Canada. You've done more to restore peace, restore freedom in this world than, than hardly anybody else this year. And he gives his hat off and nod to them because they, uh, they did a great service, not only for Canada, but for the entire world as well. The world has been under this tutelage, this fake scandemic for two years now for, for a... a um, uh, a, um, a virus that doesn't exist 
um, that's never been identified. Um, in, in, and for measures like the masks, so-called social distancing and the shot program, which don't work. And all they've done is managed to kill people. Um, one of the things uh, George Washington is especially troubled about the high infant mortality rate now uh, for pregnant mothers who take the, um, take the shot. Um, it used to be that years ago, 10, 20 years ago, when a pregnant um, woman came into a doctor's office, they would always say, well, you can't, I've heard this from other women, that you should be careful not to drink alcohol, don't smoke, don't take drugs, um, because that could hurt, could certainly hurt your, your baby. And nowadays, though, many doctors are paid off by, by corrupt evil companies like Pfizer. They're paid $40,000 to inoculate 100 people, and they don't care whether the, 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 a woman, for example, is pregnant or not. The problem is that if you are a woman, according to recent studies that just came out um, last week, um, that uh, the doctors are paid $40,000 for every 100 people that they um, that they inoculate. And if they inoculate 200 people, they get $80,000. That's well known in the industry. So and to them, unfortunately, so what if people die? I mean, that's that's horrible. No doctor, uh, the Hippocratic oath oath states that doctors shall do no harm. What happened to that? What happened about caring about people? Um, the, uh, Rudolf Steiner is a wonderful man. He, um, he, made, a, he made a speech in uh, July 2017 called The Fall of the Spirits of Darkness. And in that speech, he said that um, uh, there would become a time, uh, uh, Dr. Steiner actually time traveled. He said that there would come a time when people, when doctors would become so materialistically driven that they would um, give give young children um, and adults a vac- they said vaccine um, that would separate their spirituality from the rest of their body, and they would do it purely for materialistic gain. Now, anyone who's done to um, gone to medical school knows it's very expensive nowadays to go to medical school. You're saddled with all kinds of bills once you get your license out do your internship. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of good people in the medical field. I want to emphasize that, but they're caught up in a system where the economics don't help them. They don't, they don't want the doctors and nurses, especially doctors to be independent. And so they tie them into the system where they put money at the, at the top. It's unfortunate. It really, it really is unfortunate. Um, The other thing happening too, there's a quite a bit, few trends happening right now with respect to the medical profession in the United States and other, other countries is that hospitals and clinics across the United States and many places of the world now, they've required them to take the shot. Then guess what's happened? They now have a medical personnel shortage. That's right. Because these they're dying off. They're dying off or they've got Guillain-Barre disease and they can't work any longer. That's happening with the U.S. with pilots here in the United States, both civilian and military. That's a whole other story. But the presidents, George Washington, President um, Abraham Lincoln, uh, President Kennedy, they're all very, very concerned about the future of the United States and how this has been a planned, uh, a planned attack to dismantle, destroy the United States. And um, um, the, the galactics are starting to step in now uh, with higher, vib- they've, they've been bombarding the planet with high vibrations to help raise people's consciousness. Because frankly, many of the people who took the shots were utterly naive. They didn't do their research but they were brainwashed just like 
Hitler brainwashed a lot of people during World War II as well. And um, it's happening now again with, with the SHOT program. Um, and uh, a lot of, but the good news is that the Plebeians and the Galactics are helping as much as they can with higher vibrations. And the MedVed should be coming out in October to reverse many of the uh, medical and spiritual effects of the, um, of the SHOT program. And that's a good thing. So there are, are good things, uh, the, the good things uh, happening. Uh, George Washington, President Roosevelt, um, um, Teddy Roosevelt, um, Abraham Lincoln, President Kennedy, they're all concerned at the lock, lack of, of the loss, potential loss of freedom over the last couple of years with the, um, with the shot program. And it's became kind of like medical tyranny. But things are now turning for the better. They're very happy with the with the U.S. Supreme Court and what's what's happening now in restoring rights, especially in the Second Amendment. They said, um, interestingly enough, uh, if anybody out there has friends in Canada or Australia, especially Australia, um, they've taken most of their guns. They've taken all their guns away in Australia and Canada as well. In Australia, they mentioned that there was a case. There was an instance in 1987 where some crazy guy in, in, a, in a shopping mall in Tasmania shot all these people. And the, so the Australian government said, well, we've got the solution. We'll just take away all your guns and you know, you'll be safe. But you have to trust us. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, the, the Melbourne police were shooting people and killing people in demonstrations earlier this year and last year. And do you think that, do you think the government would have been as awful to the people in Australia had they uh, had the right, to, Second Amendment to right to keep and bear arms? No, they wouldn't be able to get along with it, get away with it, because they would have taken it away. Now, the, the presidents want me to talk a little bit about Uvalde, uh, Texas, because that was a set up fake operation. Um, you know why I say it's fake? They said, look at the media. There wasn't one picture of any ambulances carrying any children away from that school. OK, that's the first thing. Second thing, why did the police chief in Uvalde wait 45 minutes before sending in his officers? Third thing is that the shooter, the alleged shooter, was an illegal alien who didn't have any money. He lived with his grandmother. Um, he had seen a high school counselor for, for help with his mental problems, and the high school counselor hypnotized him. Was the, was the counselor working for a three-letter agency, and he, and he programmed him to do the shooting? I don't know. We need to do some further investigation. The fourth thing was that the shooter himself was unemployed, had no money. I don't think he even had a bank account. But um, if you're a legal alien without ID, you can't open up. You cannot open up a bank account in the United States. So anyway, here he is. He comes into the school and he's got a, a Ford F-250 truck worth uh, $20,000. Who gave him that? And where did the money come from? He also had two um, uh, AR-15 uh, military grade rifles with tons of ammunition uh, worth $5,000. Again, who gave him the money for that? Where did that money come from? Okay. And the third thing was that he had a $1,000 vest on him to deflect a military style police vest. Who gave him that? Where did the money come from for that? So you have all these issues going, but yet Look how the look how the cabal um, slanted it in the cabal in the mass media here in the United States because within two weeks of Uvalde, the House and the and Biden signs this this new law giving eight million dollars for to the to the states for further gun control. 
that's not the answer the presidents are saying. We have the, George Washington said, we wrote the Second Amendment in the U.S. Constitution for a reason, to give people the weapons to fight against a tyrannical government, which we have today. There's no other way around it. We have a tyrannical fake government um, purchased by the Chinese, by the CCP and the cabal, uh, with a guy who never did get 81 million votes. If anything, he probably got about 10 million, maybe nine. But uh, for a guy who doesn't know anything. And and so that's the kind of background we've got. We've got a, a tyrannical government where we have to stand strong. And the problem is not taking away from, they say, all the presidents say, the, the, the issue is not to take away the guns from the American people but rather give the American people the freedom to, descent, to defend themselves with more gun rights. And perhaps it's time, President Washington said, to look at the case of King George and the problems that they had back in the 18th century to, to, to restrict gun use by the, by the U.S. government because they're just using it for tyrannical purposes. Um, we're not getting the full story in the American media. It's all brainwashing. And if you do a little investigation, you can find out the real truth of what's going on because we've, we haven't been told the truth. That's one of the reasons why I work hard on my program to try to give people as much truth as possible from my heart, because I think people should be able to be given the truth and then let them decide what's the best angle and not be told and manipulated by, um, by mass media as to what they should and, and shouldn't do. Um, I think we're turning the corner in terms of, um, um, in terms of our freedoms especially now with the U.S. Supreme Court stepping up to the plate and and protecting uh, the Second Amendment rights of Americans. And I hope this will also prove as a model to other countries in the world, too, especially Australia and Canada, where their gun rights have been have been taken away. And, and in Europe, too. Look at the horrible dictatorship now under um, under the German government. It's been happening to the German people now for the last couple of years. They finally lifted the um, travel restrictions on Germans so they can travel about two or three weeks ago. It was about time for for a scandemic that didn't exist um, and there was no reason to shut shut everything down. I know it must have hurt the German economy and German people a lot um, doing that as well. But there's many places in the world where that was done the last two years for no reason at all. Then you look back and there was there's really no reason uh, for it. But the U.S. is a beacon for the rest of the world in terms of in terms of freedom, and we should all stand strong. They say George Washington said, again, joined by uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, John Quincy Adams, um, um, Abraham Lincoln, um, Teddy Roosevelt, and President Kennedy, that um, the country itself was um, was 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 started. And the purpose was to provide a beacon of freedom for the rest of the world. And, and it's up to us to carry that in our hearts everywhere. Whether you live in a, in a, in a democratic controlled state like Washington state, which has a terrible government, or you live in a freedom state like Texas, we all need to stand up for, 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 for our rights because, um, it's all up to us to, to create a much better and happier world. I know that everyone's been waiting for, um, President Trump to return. They all know that the election was false. Um, and I'm sure he has his good reasons for not stepping in at this point. Um, but I do ex- see him coming back within the next next couple of months. And I know it will be a tremendous sort, uh, sense of relief uh, for everyone living here in the United States and around the world. Um, you know, we Americans deserve much better than what we've got now in a federal government level. 
Um, uh, Biden is a joke. That's the only thing you can talk for, for. He's and and a lot of people question. I don't think he's even alive. Or if he is alive, there are rumors that he suffered a stroke here a couple of years ago and is a Bethesda Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and that they've got a, uh, either a body double or a clone. There are rumors that Jim Carrey is 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 doubles part time as as um, acting like Biden. And I don't know all the reasons why the White Hats let this uh, let this show continue uh, because we deserve better, and we also we we deserve a real president, somebody who the the public. Um, the public, um, you know, um, voted for legitimately um, on the upcoming elections in the fall, the midterm elections in the fall. President Kennedy is asking and President Washington is asking and President Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt, they're all asking the same question. How can you have a free and fair election when many of the systems still in the United States are Dominion voting? You can't. You can't. And as Albert Einstein is telling me now or asking me now, um, the definition of insanity is to do this is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It won't happen if if Dominion voting systems are in um, still in effect and still in use in much much of the United States. How can you how can you expect that there won't be voter fraud? Won't there won't there be the same kind of control again that people that people experience? There's a recent case in Texas I'm familiar with. It happened about a month ago where um, there were five candidates in an area of Texas um, uh, running against incumbents. And in each poll, all of the newcomers against the incumbents had between 70 to 80% of support of the populace in, in each of their areas. There was a couple of legislators in the judge position, local positions. And yet, um, um, during the night of the election, um, the, the support of the incumbents, who had only had maybe 32 maybe 20 to 30% support suddenly flipped over to 80% in each race. And then I think they had dominion voting people. A lot of people have been asking questions about that. And that's why we need a new a dominion voting system. We need an, not a new dominion voting system. We need paper ballots and we need to do what Montana has done recently. Montana has outlawed electronic voting, outlawed uh, dominion voting, and they have a, a paper voting, voting system now that cannot be hacked. Um, I think it's a step in the right direction and other people should follow um, what what Montana has done. All the presidents I've talked to are also in favor of, the, of, of it as well. Um, this is a time um, for people to celebrate um, about um, the country and, um, and our future because we have a very, very beautiful, bright future ahead of us. President Kennedy is coming in now and he said that if he'd been allowed to live and he hadn't been killed by um, uh, uh, LBJ and Jared Hoover of the FBI and the CIA, that we would be living in a paradise right now on this planet. We'd be living for at least three or 400 years. There would be um, no diseases. We would have free energy on the planet now. The planet would be far more peaceful than it is now. We've been living in harmony and peace. There would be a few minor conflicts, but nothing to the scale that we have nowadays. And, um, we would have free energy, the use of oil as a, as a source for transportation and many other reasons would not be used right now. Uh, we would have other free energy devices. So, um, but, um, and the earth would have ascended. 
and we'd be living for three, four hundred years. Um, the it's 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 uh, we are it is President Kennedy uh, says that it is the destiny of this planet to um, to shift into the higher dimensions, and that's what it's doing now. The negatives can do anything they like, but it's going to happen. It is happening now, um, and we've waited long enough. And there's been enough delay by this by this happening. Look what's happened since um, uh, Biden, the fake president, got in in January of last year. Nothing but bad stuff. Many millions have died from the uh, from the shot program. Just go to the VAERS website, and you can see for yourself the federal uh, uh, VAERS website, which reports on um, on 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 vaccine deaths. Tons of people, hundreds uh, have uh, hundreds have died, millions have died. In Europe, they have their own database. Same thing. In the U.S. military, they've got their own um, uh, uh, vaccine injury database. Which now uh, the Biden administration just the last about two weeks ago um, uh, closed it off, made it secret, so you can't check now. Isn't that nice? Well, I guess if you don't know about it, you're not going to get upset, huh? But it's happening there as well. So this is all a lesson for us to, to stand up because they can't force you to do it. Absolutely can't force you to do it. Um, they have no legal um, legal authority to do it. Um, one of the people that the, the presidents are very proud of, and of course, President Kennedy is as well, for his, um, for his nephew, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his Children's Health Defense Fund. They do fantastic work. I urge you to support them. They've got, they've got they do wonderful programs and they help people. They genuinely help people as well. I also want to um, take my, the presidents are also very proud of uh, American Freedom Fighters, Flyers. Um, they, um, they are highlighting the issues with the uh, airlines requiring um, the shots for their pilots. American Airlines made an interesting announcement last week. Now, I like American Airlines. They're a good airline. Nothing against them, but they did require their pilots to take the shots. And as a result of that, guess what's happening now? So many so many pilots are dead, dying, or disabled right now that they're having to pull back and cancel flights, stop flying. They've stopped flying in Toledo, Ohio, and a couple other cities. And this is just the beginning because they just don't have enough people to fly their planes anymore. It's like the U.S. military is going to be. They won't have enough personnel to 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 run the army, to run the air force. Uh, to run the Marines, to run the Coast Guard. Um, you know, you can have all the weapons you want in the world, but if you don't have the good people behind it, it's worthless. Uh, one of the things that people don't realize is that in Australia, um, last year, the Australian government there, which is a terrible government, required their Navy to take the Pfizer shot. Well, after that happened, um, for those of those sailors, um, those good men and women who, who, uh, uh, who, who didn't take the shot, um, they're alive. Um, but yet uh, about a year ago, about 25% of the Australian Navy was dead. And their defense minister uh, also died a little more than a year ago after taking the Pfizer shot. You don't hear about that in the media. You don't hear anything in the media about anything, really. But that's what I heard from my friends in Australia. And I've got the side. Anybody who wants that side, I can send it to them. Um, but um, that's the ultimate goal of the U.S., of the U.S. military as well, to wipe out our military. Now, you've got to ask yourself, what is the, the presidents are very upset with the Joint Chiefs of Staff here in the United States for not protecting the good men and women, the military personnel in our armed forces. They can't understand it unless, they, unless they're bought off or paid. Because um, 
I, for myself, about a year and a half ago, sent letters to all the members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon, listing about 50 to 60 uh, different medical and scientific studies at the time, showing that that um, this this VAX program was an experimental drug. It's, it was a genocidal program that was going to kill and hurt a lot of people. I didn't get any response back, and they continued to to give the VAX to many many good men and other you know good men men and women in our military. And now with the result that that many people millions have died, and you're not going to replace those people as well. So what's the ultimate poll? Have they have all been bought off by the cabal? Do they all work for the Chinese? I find that hard to believe. But um, people across, they need, to, they need to be more responsible, um, certainly more responsible to our military personnel than they have been. Um, but um, the president's very concerned about that. Um, but they all want us to know that we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. It's, in, and it is, it's going to happen. It is happening. Right now, we are literally months away, they say, from ascending into the fourth dimension and a little more than two years out after that into the fifth dimension. All the negativity, all the, the conflicts, um, all the, 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 the things that feed, people fight and argue about now will go by the wayside and we will live as, as one. As John Lennon, Lennon said, we will all live as one and it's coming. It really is coming, my friends. So I want people, they want people to focus in on making uh, not only the United States, but this is a message for the world to make the entire world a, a much, a much better place. And um, the one thing that they all agree upon is to think with your heart mind instead of your logical mind. Whenever you make a decision, you've got two choices. You can either go through your third, third density logical mind, or you can go through your heart mind. They said, your heart mind's the most important part of your body. If you think through your heart mind, you'll never, um, ever uh, make a mistake. Um, and there are good things happening uh, for for humanity, and it's going to continue regardless of what the uh, uh, negatives do. Um, the um, we all came here for a reason, and um, of all the planets in the universe, all the presidents say is that this is the hardest planet to affect any positive chain. Earth. Earth is the toughest one, believe it or not. And um, so we all have to stand strong and know that we're, we're getting help. I'm gonna, I'll give you a couple of ways to contact um, the Pleiadians and the Galactics, if you like. For the Pleiadians, it's very simple. You put your hand on your heart. When they greet each other, they put one hand over their heart, they bow their head, and they send love and light to each other. Isn't that nice? If you're greeting the uh, Telosians, people who live under Mount Shasta, you put both hands over your heart, bow your head, and send lots, lots of love and light as well. For the Galactics, it's a very simple thing you do. I've mentioned this before. You say the hue three times. The hue, H-U, is from human, human. So if you say that the hue, like I'm going to say it now, like this, hue, that's a fly to the galactics asking them for help. And usually what I do is I send it, I say it three times, either three, six, or nine times at one setting, and I ask the galactics for help in lots of different things. And I urge you to try it yourself. Um, and it does, it, does, it does work. The reason why I say it in three, six, or nine times is that's based upon Nikolai Tesla, who told me, or taught me rather, 
that the power of the universe is the number three, three, six, nine, twelve. So if you want to tie into that geometric grid of help of being of being help, say something three times or six times or nine times or twelve times. That'll 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 really help you out. Each month that goes by, each week that goes by this year, all the presidents say that this will um, uh, this will get um, better and better. Everything will get um, better and better. People are also waking up as well. They're realizing that they've been lied to. And the Galactics as well. At first, there was a discussion among the Galactic Alliance about whether they should help us humans on the planet, the ones who've taken the, the shot. And uh, I had argued with them before that um, uh, I'd argued with them before that uh, people didn't have free will. Um, uh, they didn't have free will, full free will. And because they didn't have full free will and they were brainwashed, that they should be helped. And finally, those arguments are being accepted now. And uh, the Palladians bless their souls. And Admiral, I want to say special thanks to my good friend, Admiral House, Palladian Admiral House Horse. Their response um, was to, is to raise the vibrations of the planet by sending positive energy, love and light to, to the earth here. And that's been successful because a lot of people who I thought were going to pass away last, um, last fall haven't. And okay, thank you, Donnie. I'll let you know in just a few minutes, my friend. Yeah, just a few minutes. And so it's um, it's it's an extremely uh, exciting moment in human history. There's a lot of challenges. If you have family members who've taken the shot or they're shedding, send me an email. I'm happy to send uh, send you a, a remedy sheet to help them heal. And um, and it's all free and it does work. Um, let's have a, a couple of words from uh, President Kennedy. I've played this before, um, but I want to play it again. It's John F. Kennedy's um, uh, The Ask Not speech. And then we'll play, we'll, uh, play Star Spangled Banner after that, because this is the 4th of July in, in two days. So I wanted to celebrate the 4th with you all today. So, uh, Don, if we could play the Ask Not speech, that would be great. Thank you so much, my friend. Vice President Johnson, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Chief Justice, President Eisenhower, Vice President Nixon, President Truman, Reverend Clergy, fellow citizens. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom, symbolizing an end as well as a beginning, signifying renewal as well as change. For I have sworn before you and Almighty God the same solemn oath our forebears prescribed nearly a century and three quarters ago. The world is very different now, for man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and all forms of human life. And yet the same revolutionary beliefs for which our forebears fought are still at issue around the globe. The belief that the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. We dare not forget today 
that we are the heirs of that first revolution. Let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century, tempered by war, disciplined by a hard and bitter peace, proud of our ancient heritage, and unwilling to witness or permit the slow undoing of those human rights to which this nation has always been committed and to which we are committed today at home and around the world. Let every nation know, whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. This much we pledge and more. To those old allies whose cultural and spiritual origins we share, we pledge the loyalty of faithful friends. United, there is little we cannot do in a host of cooperative ventures. Divided, there is little we can do. For we dare not meet a powerful challenge at odds and split asunder. To those new states whom we welcome the ranks of the free, we pledge our word that one form of colonial control shall not have passed away merely to be replaced by a far more iron tyranny. We shall not always expect to find them supporting our view, but we shall always hope to find them strongly supporting their own freedom. And to remember that in the past, those who foolishly sought power by riding the back of the tiger ended up inside. Thank you so much, Don, for playing that. The other one, of course, is a short speech um, from JFK entitled uh, Ask Not. And he simply said, um, ask not what you can, what, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country and what, how all of us, men and women, can make this world a better place. So that's more appropriate than, than ever right now. And for all of us to remain strong and remember that we all have the spark of God within us. And that's one of the things that um, Mahatma Gandhi is here now. He just popped in. He said that he was able throughout the British Empire in 1947 through simple, civil disobedience. Um, and he was just one man. So people, when they come to me, I often tell them, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. Well, you can, you can certainly look at uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Say yourself, too. He was only one person. Jack Kennedy was one person. Jackie Kennedy was one person. Um, yeah, all of them were, were just one person. Um, that's all they were. I'm one person. We're all one person. <laughs> and But we all are powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier planet. That's um, 
That's that's why why we're here. bring in Don now. Um, Don, I got a telepathic message from you. You'd like to say a word. That'd be great. Please. please well, thank you very much, Ted. Hey, my telepathy worked. So did yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coffee helps. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Folks, a very, very, very merry and joyous July 4th to you. Celebrate it. Go out and celebrate it. Don't sit back in your home and, and give in um, to, you know, uh, squalor, which is coming upon most of us if we're not careful. Right. JFK's right. speech is one of the most well-known and powerful speeches in the world, and it is meaningful. If we aren't willing to die for our freedoms, right. we're going to see what happens. And folks, you really have to be ready to die for them. It's unfortunate, yes. People are going to lose their lives for the fight for freedom. But if we don't, we're going to have our kids and grandkids and generations enslaved for a very long time. So it's up to us. And, um, you know, we cannot stand by and we can give no quarter to our enemy. And our enemy, folks, is the government. Make no mistake, it is. And so we're going to have to be very vigilant, pay attention, and be ready when the time comes to take back this great nation and to make sure that it is one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Freedom. I love you, Ted. I love your program. <laughs> love your audience. Thank you all. Have a beautiful July 4th with your family. Love you too, Don. Thank you so much for your beautiful support. I really appreciate it. Well, like I said at the beginning of the show, I couldn't do this without without your fantastic help. Both you, you and I are incredible. Um, the uh, I myself have received over a dozen different death threats in the past year and a half, so I'm very careful where I go. I don't tell people where I am usually, um, and I'm not going to go into the details. I know who's behind it, and I take appropriate uh, measures. And but I am I am protected by the Galactic Alliance, by the Pleiadians, um, by Zora from the Hollow Earth, by many different angels as well. So, um, and I am a psychic. I'm able to read minds. I can anticipate things and I can look into the future. So, uh, um, and I also have the help of many angels and other, many, many other psychics um, um, who give me warnings. So um, anyway, so I'm, I'm well protected. Um, but uh, for every, everyone, um, I want everyone to remain strong. Um, it's um, and for those those negative entities, their their days are very numbered, and they're getting desperate as well. They're trying to stop it, but it's not going to work. I guarantee it. Um, the um, uh, I wanted to tell people one of the fun things that um, I'll be doing um, tonight is that I've I've ran across discovered a portal. Another portal into the um, hollow earth. I've also discovered a um, a Talosian and Sasquatch uh, prayer circle. Um, it's a circle that they build out of boulders, and it's got pictures of Sasquatch in the boulders themselves. Very special place, isolated out in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
I'll be going there to talk to the Sasquatch um, probably tonight. And uh, the portal I've uh, discovered into the hollow earth, I'll be going into that tonight as well. Um, and I also plan to talk to my good friend, Plidian Admirahalosaurus tonight as well. So it should be an interesting evening. I'll bring my recorder along. And if I get any messages, I'll be sure to record them. But it's a special time right now uh, for the United States and the world. Uh, all of us have waited um, have waited, I've waited 52,000 years for this moment in human history. And so all of us um, have come here, whether you realize it or not, to be part of this ascension process. This hasn't happened before in this universe where a planet goes from third, third dimension with a brief stop in fourth dimension right into fifth. It just doesn't happen. Usually it takes 100 to 200,000 years to go from three 3D, four, uh, third dimension to fourth dimension, and then another uh, 200,000 into into 5D. We're all doing it in two years. I mean, it's like the fast track. It's never been done before. And all eyes of the universe are literally on us. You and me listening, everybody listening to this program today, is uh, they're watching us. We've got scientists from all over the universe listening um, to see what we do. And, and, my galactic friends tell me that in addition to the 164 million listeners we have today in over 100 countries for the show, we also probably have, they said, about 130 um, million benevolent beings listening as well. And, um, and, so, and the show is being transmitted back to Pleiades for, um, for, and they're all listening to it on the ship as well. So it's a way for them to gauge, gauge opinion and to, to see the vibrations and see how how things are going, and uh, they're very proud of us for for doing the work we are. Nostradamus wrote, told me years ago that he had um, that the um, the shift in the five, fifth dimension would not happen until the year twenty thirty eight, and now it's twenty twenty two. So we're what we are sixteen years ahead of schedule because of the decisions you and I made over the years for world peace. Remember back in the nineties, people protested against nuclear weapons and and um, President Reagan even, he said, uh, you know, he said, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall with respect to the Berlin Wall in 87, and it fell. And one thing interesting, President Reagan, and I've talked to him before about this, good man, he said that, um, you know, if, if, if people knew, if people were confronted with a, uh, with a threat from beyond this planet, we would all drop our differences and work together. I remember, I don't remember the exact words. Don, do you remember that quote from um, President Reagan um, that he had he had said something like that was which is very profound. Right, I I I do remember. I can't remember the uh, exactly what he said, but uh, right. yeah, yeah, right, but folks, was... go out there, buy yourself a flag, stick it on your front lawn. I have five flags on my front yard. And yes, does that poke the bear? Of course. Get your flags out on the lawn, folks. Show your support for this great country. That's right. Absolutely. We should be proud of ourselves and not um, feel bad about anything because we've, we've come farther and faster than any other civilization on this planet to raising our vibrations and ascending into higher dimensions. It's really true. We've, we've done more than 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 all of than every other civilization on this planet for the past fifty two thousand years when I came here 
And um, we third dimension is 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 going. It's going to be gone in a couple of months. And when you go into fourth dimension, um, you won't need to eat as much. You'll be able to communicate telepathically. Um, everything's going to change. And then the fifth dimension is going to change even more. The fifth dimension is where we're like, we, you're going to dream state. You can, you're, you're in, you're in 5d and you, um, you, uh, you, your travel the time's different there. Um, people will live for a lot far longer than they do now. I'm looking forward, really looking forward to it. I've been in, I've been to, uh, Telos, uh, many times and they, they live in 5d and, the plants and animals in, in Telos, the, the, the greens are greener. The colors are much more vibrant. Uh, the reds are redder. Um, and if you experience the same thing if you're in Colorado, here in North America, or in the Himalayan mountains in um, north of India in the Tibet or Ladakh area, where the rarefied air lets more light in and the colors are all brighter. The reds are red, or blues are blue, or yellows are yellower. And you'll have the same experience happening in, in 5D. We're only a couple of, a couple of, uh, we're only a couple of uh, years away. This is my next guest. Um, I'm going to, I'll talk for a few minutes. I'm going to let her in though. This is Dr. Michelle uh, Peel, famous water scientist. And, um, but I wanted to finish up this, this program first. Michelle, if you can hear me, hold on, my friend. We'll bring you on here in just, just a few minutes. Um, anyway, the 4th of July is to celebrate our freedoms. And uh, don't be depressed about things. I know it's a tough time in many parts of the world. But know that you are getting galactic help. And things are changing for the better. And you're doing much better than, than, than even uh, Nostradamus um, expected uh, many years ago. Uh, when I first contacted uh, Nostradamus back in 2015, I'll tell you a little story. He was uh, writing, um, he was sitting in his study, the year was uh, December 1540 um, in France where he was living. It was cold outside and he had this flocky, floppy burgundy cape on with a, with a floppy red hat on. And there was a there was a fireplace behind him and it was kind of smoky. And he had this, um, I saw him tearing up these parchments where he made these predictions of World War III and a lot of problems in the future. And I said, uh, why are you tearing up these parchments? And he said, because we're not going to have a nuclear war now and things are going to be a lot better. But then he looked at me. I remember, I remember this very vividly. He had a black parchment, a, a blank parchment in front of him with one of these long um, ostrich uh, feathers, uh, you know, writing, you know, the thing that they dip in the, dip in the ink and then they, they scribble like this. And he said, um, he looked at me and he said, um, what kind of world do you want to create? What kind of world were you and your friends in the um, 21st century want to create? He looked at me. I remember seeing him looking at me. And I said, well, I wanted to create a better world, of course, and a happy world and get rid of the war. And so people live in peace and harmony. And then he looked at me and he said, well, you better get busy. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> and I've been busy ever since. I know Don, Don and Doug's been busy. We've all been busy making the world a better place. And, um, and it's finally happening now. And um, he's very proud of us all for doing the work we have done 
to to turn things around. I mean, there have been many times, he's saying, in the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s, early 90s, where a Russian general or an American general had their had their their finger on the button to press to launch a nuclear missile to blow up the other country. Uh, and they've stopped it. They've stopped it many, many times. Both the Pleiadians, the Galactic Alliance have done that kind of work. And um, but we're we've we're getting through it, you know. I have to tell you, with respect to that, there's also been a lot of attempts at killing off humanity. This whole shot program has been an attempt to kill off humanity. The whole thing was a scam. Um, uh, the other thing too, Fukushima was another attempt to kill off humanity. That wasn't an earthquake off of, off in the sea of Japan, off of Fukushima. It was a, uh, nuclear, uh, bomb uh, dropped by a cabal c- a controlled uh, submarine that, um, that was set on a fault line to create a tsunami that was planned to hit the three nuclear reactors at Fukushima. And just before an hour before the, the focus that the um, that the tsunami hit those reactors at Fukushima. People should know that there was another Israeli company that was controlled by the cabal. I'm not saying the the government of Israel did not. I'm going to say this disclaimer: did not sanction this. It was it was just a cabal submarine that happened to be that was from Israel that was controlled by the cabal, and they ended up um, sh- they shut down this company control in, in control of the safety systems of Fukushima. Shut down the safety systems intentionally an hour before the tsunami hit from the nuclear bomb so that the, the reactors would flood and radiation would go any, everywhere. And that's exactly what happened too. So it wasn't, I mean, you hear the, you hear these things and I've heard it from numerous sources and I trust my galactic friends because I know they tell me the truth and the rest of the media just tells me a bunch of lies. But um, so there's been several attempts at, at extinction level uh, to, to wipe out humanity up until the spring of 14, there was a huge plume of radioactive water that was headed, headed toward the West coast of the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And if that had been allowed to happen, I wouldn't be talking to you today because I live on the West coast of the United States and I, and every me and many millions of other people would have been dead from the radiation, but you know what happened? The galactics and the Pleiadians. And the people of the hollow earth, Zora, thank you, Zora, so much, my friend. They stepped in and they cleaned up the radiation. So uh, it's another long story how I found that out. But um, Governor Jerry Brown, I know um, people, you may have disagreed with his policies in the past, but but, but Governor Brown was a good man in the sense that uh, he was following the uh, radiation issue back at Fukushima in 14. And um, he made a press release on June 1st, 2014. Uh, when he discovered, his scientists discovered there was no radiation off the California coast. It all had disappeared from Fukushima. Now, Fukushima is still a problem. There is still radiation uh, coming from Fukushima. And um, maybe we can talk about, uh, we might be able to talk about that with Dr. Peel as well in the water issues. But um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today and supporting uh, Out of This World Radio. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And with that, uh, Dr. Peel, are you there, my friend? I can see, I can see some, some pretty um, vegetation, uh, nature around you, my friend, um, and the camera's moving. So you must be there. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Nice to see you. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. 
Um, okay, you're 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 muted on your your end there. So um, okay, there you are. Okay, good. All right. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, this is like an old TNT cell commercial. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> well, it's lovely to see you again, uh, Michelle. I wanted to tell you we've had a whole bunch of miracle healings here at Shasta. Wonderful. Uh, uh, ladies, uh, Lyme's disease is now cured. Pain she suffered for years is now gone. Uh, one lady's um, eye that was um, couldn't see out of it has now been restored. The cataracts she had, past tense, are not completely gone, but they're breaking up and looks like they're going away. Um, uh, another lady who had pull-ups developing in her nose, had problems breathing, and asthma. Those pull-ups are getting really small. Looks like they're going to go away here in the next couple of days, and her asthma's gone away, so she's able to um, be able to breathe better. Um I've tried to to heal my curly hair, um, but it still can't get anywhere with it. <laughs> so I like my curly hair, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna complain about that. But um, we've had uh, miracle after miracle after miracle of 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 healings, and uh, people are very happy. And Wonderful. I'm kind of been following up. Oh, we discovered a. Um, I discovered a prayer circle built by the Sasquatch and the Telosians. And it's right next to this isolated road where there's a series of boulders around like this. And there's pictures of Sasquatch or Satrus or Bigfoot in the boulders around this as well. And you can see them there. There's also a whole bunch of birds. So we're going to go there tonight and I'm going to visit with Leonette Rahalosaurus. One of the... Um, most important things I learned in in uh, junior high was typing. And um, I remember we had these old typewriters, and I got up to 90 words a minute. And uh, we'll play the Star Spangled Banner in honor of uh, Fourth of July um, at the end of the show. Don't let me forget. <laughs> so anyway, well, how are you doing, Dr. Peel? Great to see you. Good to see you, Ted. I'm coming to you from uh, John Day, Oregon, by the... The uh, John Day River, a beautiful river. If you could see that, I hope y'all oh, yeah. can see that. Wonderful! I, oh, what a I nice just, place. Yeah, it's a it's a glorious place, and the weather's nice. And uh, I just came back uh, down off the mountain from a fifty thousand acre cattle ranch, and uh, checking checking Black Angus and Black Angus Simital cattle up there. Okay, okay. How are they doing? It is it is really good. You know, the last uh apologize, we apparently gonna have some kind of siren at noon, but uh hopefully yeah. that's what it is. I mean, you know, it kinda yeah, sounds like an air raid siren, but there you go. It's okay. All right. Do you think <laughs> do you think Biden is attacking you? Um there where I, you are? I I really don't think so. <laughs> but it they are kinda adamant about playing that siren. Hmm. Oh, it looks like maybe we're done. You know, about um, two months oh, uh, ago. Well, could you, uh, in fifty in 20 words or less, could you tell us about your background a little bit for people who don't know you and your website? <laughs> 20 <laughs> words or less. I don't know, Ted. That's, that's a lot. Uh, All right. We'll have 21 then, or 22. Oh, okay. 
fine. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a naturopathic doctor with a background of computer science engineering. Uh, I hail from Louisiana. I do a, a, a very varied practice between crawfish, people, cattle, horses, agriculture, aquifers, bodies of water of all kinds. So I do a, a lot of uh, hands-on techniques and radionic broadcasts, that kind of stuff, which is all you know, your scalar you know, resonance broadcast, you know, to balance, you know, all kinds of things, you know, it's not just limited to just one thing. You can, you can use scalar resonance, which is all the Tesla technology, you know, that's kind of been hidden for gosh, almost a hundred years now. So it's coming back to the forefront again, because the resonance of the planet is, is absolutely demanding it because Mm -hmm. it's switched from Hertzian to scalar. So the only things that are really going to work is if you, take advantage of that scalar resonance and, and run with it like he did. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. When did this shift happen? Was it back in 2012 or more recent? It actually, you know, when I started charting it, it was in August of 2018 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it made the shift. And I used all kinds of rife equipment at the time. And I started noticing that the Hertzian frequency broadcast systems just were not having the same effect and and they were actually having in a lot of cases detrimental effects Mm -hmm. so i switched everything over uh far as you know instrumentation that i used to the radionics which is all the scalar technology like i said from tesla Mm -hmm. okay fantastic fantastic well you're the first person in the world i've ever talked to who goes from crawfish to other animals to cattle to people to (laughs) I know, huh? Well, and you know, that's the beauty of the kind of work that I do. You know, I basically have an emergency practice. You know, somebody will come and they they have this problem or that, and you, you, you're you're just in, in a pickle and you need somebody to pull your fat out of the fire. You know, they call me, uh-huh. you know, because they're looking for why it's, why it's a problem. Not, you know, they already know that they have a problem, but they need to know how to fix it and where it came from. Right. And the fact that, that I had a diverse practice from crawfish to cattle and all of that has actually been a benefit because I've been able to identify patterns that have crossed over genus and species. Mm -hmm. And so literally in the last 10 days, I've gone from the East coast to the West coast gathering data. And it's, it's, you know, it's important enough that, that I've going to probably put 10,000 miles on my truck this, this summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Gathering the data. Okay, great, great. And you use a Tesla coil, is that right? So that you get free energy and you get a thousand miles a gallon? Is that correct? Yeah. I, I, I wish that was the case considering that diesel is seven dollars a gallon, you know, and, oh, and then some sometimes. That would be divine because my fuel bill this summer is gonna be probably pretty bad. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. Join the club. Yeah. Well, there's something that um, for people who who don't know the science, I have to ask you this. And uh, um, if you don't mind, I hope you don't mind. But there has no, been strange deaths of cattle across the country um, that I've never heard of before. You know, I and mean, suddenly a thousand cattle are all dead. Um, how how did that happen? Just curious if you have any ideas. Oh, I absolutely have an idea about it. And uh, that was part of the reason why I was uh, out on the West Coast. And, and I I have uh, people that I know on the West Coast that have the the Angus and the Angus Simital, uh cattle. 
And that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I came out here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, a background, you know, growing up in, in uh, Texas, we raised registered Harford. So I have a, a pretty solid cattle background. And uh, mm-hmm. I've certainly talked to enough cattlemen, too. And when you start talking about what happened in Kansas City, it gets kind of disturbing because, yeah. you know, you don't have 10,000 cattle die overnight. Right. From heat prostration. That's that's just absolutely ridiculous. Right. You know, even if you had 100 die overnight, that's even ridiculous. But 10,000, that's just it's not heat. It's it's toxicity. And um, I would have to back up just a little bit to explain that, that it would make sense to you. Mm -hmm. And I have to go back to the crawfish for that. You know, in in just like any aquatic animal, that water has to have enough oxygen saturation for them to survive. Mm -hmm. And so I have one of my my projects and accounts is crawfish. And so I check the oxygen saturation in the water, you know, to make sure that the water is still healthy for the crawfish because that's a crop to them. And so we started having the oxygen saturations drop out like like dramatically. And, you know, I've been doing radionic broadcasts to the crawfish for five years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, a, a reagent that you use with the radionics device to broadcast oxygen. Mm-hmm. And so we would we would sit with, you know, eight and nine and ten parts per million with oxygen. And all of a sudden it started dropping out to one, two and three. And the, the crawfish were dying. They were evacuating the ponds because they can come out and breathe. They have two sets of lungs, one for the ground and one for the water. But, you know, when they come out of the ponds, you can't fish them. And that guy don't make no money unless he can fish them. I and see. so we we started trying to figure out what had happened. And so I was researching the problem. And I started realizing that all of these ponds that they were having this happen to were right next to rice fields, which they typically switch between rice and crawfish. One year crawfish, next year it'll be rice. And they 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 uh, come over with airplanes and deliver the fertilizer by by uh, crop dusters. Huh. And so what was happening is the wind was catching it, the fertilizer pellets, and blowing it into the crawfish ponds, and potassium and sulfur which is one of the key ingredients in how they fertilize rice both of those elements displace oxygen in water that's where we were losing the oxygen saturation in the ponds Uh and uh, so it got me to, to thinking about you know last year this was not an issue for whatever reason right i don't know the answer to that but this year it it was catastrophic and um, okay. it got me to thinking that, you know, if we're going to chemical fertilize vegetation in this country mm-hmm. and you're going to grow crops with that that chemical fertilizer that, you know, you can't wash your vegetables and get that out. Right. It's right. going to be inside the, the food chain that, that we're taking in. And if those elements are displacing oxygen in the water, guess where we have our oxygen? And that that's in our blood. Oh, wow. And okay. so uh, that kind of coincides with another problem that, that I have been watching. Literally, every person that I checked when I was up in New Hampshire <laughs> had the difficulty where the uh, 
there seems to be some kind of electromagnetic interference that is disrupting the the flow on the cardiopulmonary nerve, yeah. which the nerve that's the nerve that supports the heart and the lung. Right. Okay. And and so what I've been finding is that people are losing the charge on their pulmonary arteries. And, you know, while this sounds like a lot of anatomy, physiology, and gobbledygook, it, it's really not. That artery is responsible for taking your old blood, spent blood, and exchanging it in the lung for from the carbon dioxide to the oxygen. Hmm. And so this has been something that I have found absolutely in every person I have checked. So if you're finding it in every person you're checking, it, it's an environmental issue. And, that you know, it can be, you know, electromagnetic environment just as much as a chemical environment. Right, right. So, okay. you know, when you start looking at the the cattle death in Kansas City, you, you know, you're just going to have to think about it from a two-phase perspective. One, you know, I, I've had a couple of accounts where the first cutting hay caused uh, equine or horse death and uh, some similar characteristics to what I'm seeing in people. And the cattle that they, they, when they died in Kansas City, I think it was twofold. One, a chemical poisoning from the, the potassium sulfur and electromagnetic interference. I see. And I think the cattle suffocated. That's I what see. I think. I see. And it was intentional. Well, you know, I really think it just has to be because yeah. this, this was not an issue last year. And it's not like Angus cattle are brand new on, on the market. I mean, there's been black Angus cattle in hot areas, particularly like I come from South Texas and Kansas City is not as hot as Texas. And, you know, it, it's not something that's brand new. You know, these cattle have been in hot environments for forever. And this has never happened. And even if it was heat prostration, you're not going to lose 10,000 head overnight. That's just just beyond possible. Without outside interference. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And as you know, I don't. I've lost track of the numbers now. There's a hundred or more food processing plants which have been destroyed in the past year, including uh, our glorious president, Mister whatever his name is, Joe. He plays with a yo-yo. Well, anyway, not important. He had ordered farmers in the Midwest to stop planting, stop planting for corn, soybeans, and, and wheat. Um, and crops this year so we intentionally have a food shortage all engineered i don't know why people don't protest against it i mean that's insanity but of course he wasn't elected by the people the election was fake you know he's in the pocket of the cabal and they want to hurt us but um at any rate this seems the the, the, the killing of all these cows looks like it's intentional and seems like calculated to cause more food shortages so well you know in in some respects you know, I, I look at that just, just a, a little bit differently. You know, we, we talk all the time about white hats and, and black hats and all of that. And I, I think that uh, you, you kind of sort of have to look at that as a blessing. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, and I had this exact same conversation with my farmer. You know, uh, one of the other dynamics that is also in play here is, and you've probably heard, the diesel exhaust fluid, that there's going to be a shortage of the diesel exhaust fluid, you know, which is the 18 wheelers need that, but also oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. the tractors and combines also need that. And it, they need the 10 W 40 motor oil and the 10 W 40 motor oil 
uh, has two ingredients in it that are EPA required that mm-hmm. there's a shortage of right now. So a lot of your tractors and combines won't roll this year. Oh, really? But, wow. but I think that that's a blessing because if this food is contaminated, it never makes it to the market and people don't ingest it and they are not poisoned. Okay. Well, that's a good thing then. Okay. And, you know, things, things often happen for a reason. Spirits work in a God's ways, interesting ways. So things you don't, can't really see, you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, I have checked every, you know, of course this is big hay season now. So I have checked along the way and uh, where earlier, I guess about 10 days ago, every bit of new hay I was checking was toxic. And every hay patch that I've checked out here has not been toxic for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some of the farmers opted not to use the chemical fertilizer because it was so expensive. Sure. So, you know, maybe that's part of that. But I actually think that, you know, the residence of the planet is changing enough that I think maybe some of this toxicity is being transmuted, which is is outstanding. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's like looking at the shot program last year. I thought a lot more people would be dead. A lot of people are dead from it, but not as bad as it could have been. And maybe that's the yeah. same with this as well. You know, it always seems worse at the first, but we do we do have God's help in this. Um, Absolutely. And getting better. So personally, that's what I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, I've been watching this whole thing with, with the hay and all of that. The only thing that I have not seen make a switch, unfortunately, is this pulmonary artery and, and uh, the cardiopulmonary nerve issue is still showing up as of today. There mm-hmm. has been shifts, but so far not in that. I see. So I'm, I- I'm still working with people balancing those, you know, because... You know, when you when you look at that whole dynamic, whether it's the electromagnetic interference or the chemicals that displace oxygen in water, well, you know, our water is our blood where we carry our oxygen. Mm-hmm. And if we cannot deliver the the carbon dioxide out of the blood and it gets, you know, lethargic, meaning it's not moving, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have low oxygen saturations. And it's going to look like something that people talk about this last year and a half, but it, it's not really. It, it's electrical in nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when they start, flu- you know, carrying a lot of fluid, you know, either in their torso or their extremities, that's the lymphatic drainage system not functioning correctly. And uh, it requires muscle movement and blood flow. So if your blood flow is diminished, you know, you feel lethargy, you're short of breath, you just don't feel good. So you're not going to move around very much. So it it, it just exacerbates the problem mm-hmm. and uh, makes everything worse. And, you know, the, the lymphatic drainage system has two, two functions, one to carry away your lactic acid and your debris, you know, out of your system, toxicity. But it mm-hmm. also is responsible for delivering your antibodies or your immune system to different parts of your body that require it. Mm-hmm. So the fact when your immune system is is already under attack that your lymphatic system gets congested, I mean, it's the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It, well, it really is something mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, if you have problems in that area getting oxygen, could you have a heart attack? Or what other ways would it manifest itself physically? 
Well, I, I think you, you, you'd absolutely look at it like congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. Short, short of breath. And, you know, I, I think that's real, really why we're seeing a lot of these people who were, you know, perfectly healthy, just dropping dead. And, you know, the younger the person is, the stronger that heart muscle is. And so when those people have a heart attack, it's, it's almost always fatal. You know, when you're older and your heart muscle is not as strong, you can have a heart attack and survive it because the muscle is already kind of weak. But you get a young person. And you get into a stressful situation, you know, high activity, strenuous exercise, lifting, you know, going into the higher altitudes where you have pressure changes, mm-hmm. you know, those can be just absolutely catastrophic when your blood system is not delivering the carbon dioxide out and exchanging it for oxygen. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Right, right, right. Interesting. Um, now, if somebody's taking the shot, um, uh, can that can the combination of the shot and this as well cause a factor in somebody getting a heart attack? Well, I, I think that it it probably would, you know, because you you mm-hmm. you know all the research suggests that there's clotting that goes along with these kind of things. It it, it changes the viscosity of your blood, right. and even even the components of your blood get changed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I don't see how it couldn't cause you know, a compound problem. I mean, it just would make sense. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. Well, you just explained something because the newspaper articles in the mass media, of course, they talked about the cattle deaths, but they didn't say why, you know, and it's so so unusual. I, I, I group it in the category with all the other food processing that's been intentionally destroyed across the country. Um, I know that uh, Joseph Stalin and the Chinese, Mao Zedong, they both destroyed crops in each of their countries to force people into communism, bring them to their knees. So the government comes out with their handout and their views as a savior. I think that's what their plan is here. I don't think it'll work, but I think that's their plan, personally. Well, I, I think there's there's probably a lot of things going on, you know, behind the scenes. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think that... Uh, you know, I'm really encouraged what I've seen in the last two days. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. You know, it's very different than, than what it was when I left, you know, four days ago. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely changed in those four days. So I'm, I'm really encouraged. You know, there's been a shift in, in the residents of the planet itself or something has gone on that, you know, it's, it's not as bad as it was. So mm-hmm. I'm very encouraged by that. You know, looking at, at the the cattle feed and the horse feed and the hay and stuff that's coming uh in in Oregon right now and not finding the toxicity that's very encouraging. Oh, well that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I don't I don't think anything that the negatives do will be successful frankly. I mean I don't either. trying but I don't yeah. either. Yeah, right. You know, that's that old thing goodwill out. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, um, <coughs> Michelle, what other product projects have you been working on? <coughs> Love to hear your other work. Maybe on water would be good. Yeah, I uh, I actually <laughs> do a lot of water work. You know, part of part of my job of of the last, I guess, really three years has been balancing the polarity in water. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's kind of interesting. You know, people think, well, how does that apply? But you know, we're supposed to be seventy percent water. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the planet, the planet is 70 percent water. 
True. And if you look at it from the standpoint, think about, you know, years past when you, you'd have a car battery and um, you'd have to make sure that you had the right amount of water in it or else that that battery would stop holding a charge. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so the human body and not just human body, but, you know, all biologics that that have 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 blood flowing through them. This is all the case because. If your water saturation is not right, your electrical current moving through that that individual, that body, whatever, mm-hmm. is not going to be right either. Mm-hmm. And so if if that individual is dehydrated, then, you know, their electrical system is not going to function to its peak capabilities. That's true. So, so I do a lot of work with balancing the current. Uh, trying to get the systems working right in in a, a harmonious way with with the water, because mm-hmm. if I get the water right, then I can I can get the electrical right, and then like, you know, the the systems are designed to heal themselves, and, and if they get the power on, they'll do just that, mm-hmm. you know. So I've done a lot of work in the last I guess six months with breaking down the plaque in the gut because that's where we absorb our moisture. Mm-hmm. And our nutrients, but it, it's also critical to our immune system because if that plaque stays in the gut, the gut, it just it causes all kinds of, you know, bacteria and fungus and those kinds of things that grow in there. And it's like, you know, having a bad tooth that just leaches poison into your system. Right. You know, until you get that taken care of, you're just always not going to be quite where you should be. Right. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What other projects have you been working on, Michelle? Well, you know, this year has been a a kind of a tough year in agriculture, you know, because we've had a lot of problems with, you know, chemical toxicity that we haven't had in years past. Certainly the the chemical fertilizer was not an issue last year. Uh Last year, we had a, a big shift in the frequency of the planet. And, you know, the the farmers they they use the herbicides and all that kind of stuff whether it be roundup or herbicides to block the growth of of grass and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and where they have used these chemicals for years without any serious effect you know far as agriculture is concerned now you know we don't, we're not even going to talk about what it does to the body and I'm I'm not talking about that but but about in agriculture you know, that it stopped performing what it was supposed to do anymore. And it actually became toxic to the plants, which was the first time that had ever happened. And mm-hmm. probably since it, it came on the market, you know, these chemicals, mm-hmm. they've used them for years and years and years. Right. But last year it started having detrimental effects where it would just absolutely, you know, scorch the ground and scorch the plant. And mm-hmm. uh, so in radionics, you can take, you know, like I can take that chemical and create an antidote for it or reverse. And then I can broadcast that back to that field that was burnt and mm. recover it. Really? Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, where you thought that that crop would not come in, it right. absolutely came in. And what was really interesting, you know, when you start thinking about, Okay, they've used those chemicals for years and years and years. Well, there's a residual in the ground that just continues mm-hmm. to accumulate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what was really interesting about that project is, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was bad that they had that happen. 
But what was interesting was when I generated and broadcast the antidote to those fields that got burnt, those fields produced better than any place else on the farm. Because not only did I take care of the burn, I took care of the residual that was in the soil and the, those plants absolutely thrived better than the areas that I broadcast to, you know, that I broadcast the antidote to. So it performed better than any place else on the farm. Hey, that's fantastic. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. so then when I found that out, I, I broadcast to the entire farm and all the rest of the farm caught up and met where the other ones were. So that was kind of fun. Now, listen, this, this is a question I'm going to ask with all due respect, and it's a serious question. But what I was wondering, um, now, our president, uh, what's his name, Joe something or other, anyway, I can't remember his last name, not important, but he seems to have a deficiency in terms of brain, number of brain cells. And is it possible to use your techniques to rebroadcast, to build up his brain again? To some, <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> sorry i shouldn't make jokes i guess um well you know i i would actually like to address that okay <laughs> all right I, i'd like to address that okay so think about this just just kind of hold these points kind of in your mind and i'm going to put them all together at the end uh-huh. you know i've heard the angels since i was four years old Mm-hmm. And so, you know, over the years, they, they've been teaching me about body systems, about all kinds of things, how they work. Well, I guess about a week or so ago, they started to talk to me about neurotransmitters and neuropathways and synapses. Uh-huh. And, and they said to me that the reason why you see dementia and Alzheimer in the, the you know, 60 and 50 mm-hmm. plus, that kind of thing is those people came up without the electromagnetic interference. So their neural pathways and synapses are very well established. And so you, when you see where they cannot remember the current, you know, time frame, it's because of the electromagnetic interference. So you have to hold a neural pathway for 66 days for it to become established. And at any point in time during that 66 day, it gets disrupted. You have to start over again. So if the electromagnetic interference never stops, then you never establish those new neural pathways. And mm-hmm. so that affects people's ability to critical think. I see. And so okay. they showed me a picture that there was like this, I don't know, like plastic, shiny plastic of all these different colors in a ball. And they mm-hmm. said, that's what the neurotransmitters look like in the brain. It's, it's all confused. So if we we disrupt this electromagnetic interference, then the ability to establish these neural pathways should be reestablished. And we start seeing people really wake up because their brains are now starting to function correctly. Mm-hmm. So I find that that very interesting and, and encouraging. Interesting. That's wonderful. Okay. Okay, so it's not so far-fetched after all. Could this oh, revolutionize medical treatment as well, what you're, what you're talking about now? S- say that again, Ted? Could this revolutionize medical treatment in a good way? Um, I-, I can't see why it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, the, the beauty of it, Ted, is that it, it's not instrumentation that's going to do it for you. Just mm-hmm. taking the outside interference away 
will allow the body to do what it already knew how to do. I you see. know, and that's how God made it. So it's not like you're going to have to do something to it. You got to mm. stop doing something to it. I see. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. That's fascinating. How did you get interested in this, in this type of work, uh, Michelle? I mean, it's fascinating what you do. So I'd love to learn more. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I came up on a cattle ranch and uh, we raised registered Harfords, you know, all my growing up years. So I've done a lot of hands-on work and my, my grandmother was absolutely a hands-on gal. And uh, she'd put her hands on our cattle and, you know, feel where there was heat, where there wasn't heat. And, you know, everything was done, you know, hands on. And I, I think that's that's part of the reason why we have so much trouble these days, because if we don't have an instrument to tell us, we don't know how to do anything by hand anymore. Right. And so I, I came up doing that. And, you yeah. know, I've just I just kind of fell into the the natural way of healing things and certainly, you know, having the angelics teach me about natural healing and how the body works i mean it was just a natural order of progression right right okay great great what other projects are you working on there oh in in oregon any anywhere okay well um i mean it's just ongoing you know the chemical stuff i've made more antidotes for chemical and chemical compounds this year than i've probably done in the last five Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think that has to do with the sh- the shift between Hertzian frequency and scalar. You know, most of these things that we use, whether it's herbs or homeopathics or pharmaceuticals or chemicals that we put in our garden, they were all designed for a Hertzian type, you know, body or frequency that no longer exists. So if you put Hertzian frequency into a scalar body, it's it's going to drop that body, you know, to where it, it's like a poison, you know. And I absolutely think that it would block any kind of ascension type options because your, your frequency would drop too low. Interesting. Interesting. So a lot of things that, that science is doing today is based upon an old paradigm that's gone away. And exactly. so they, they haven't realized it yet, sir. So they're in a way, they're kind of wasting their time. Would that be appropriate to say? I think that's exactly right. But, okay. you know, the, the problem is, is people get invested in their knowledge. True. And the minute you stop growing and stop learning, you know, that's where you start dying. Because, you know, you're not open to anything new right. or having anything be new. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, the last five years, it, it's been in a process really and truly the last five years, hot and heavy. And uh, if if you're going to do the same things over and over and expect them to be different when they're not, I mean, isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same things over and over and expecting different outcomes? That's what Albert Einstein tells me, my friend. Yeah, that's right. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, amazing. Now, this is applications, what you do in the medical field, in pollution. Uh, what are the applications in everything? Because it affects everything in the universe. Oh, uh, absolutely. Well, the, 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 the resonance of the universe is scalar. Okay. You know, and so if we're going to be part of the, the universe, then we've got to be scalar. The whole planet is, is shifting to scalar. So, uh-huh. you know, you just, you just might as well get used to it. Uh-huh. Right. Interesting. And, you know, it, it's kind of sad, you know, radionics has been around since the, the 20s, you know, with Tesla, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the only place in the world is the United States where it's illegal to use radionics with human beings. It's legal to do livestock, agriculture, and that kind of thing, but it's illegal to do radionics in, in human beings in the United States. Everywhere else in the world, it's legal. Is that the influence of the cabal and big pharma? From Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, if okay. you look back about, you know, with Rife and Tesla and all of that, they, they did studies and worked with people so successfully, it just scared them. Because mm-hmm. that's their profit center. You're taking away, you know, it, as it stands now, I mean, you know, pharmaceutical and, and medical, you know, pharma, you know, all your treatment, different, different diseases. You're talking about trillions of dollars in that industry. You right. know, so anything that threatens that, you know, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree there, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, there have been over 200 naturopaths murdered in the last couple of years. Right. Well, you, you, heard, know, you heard about uh, Dr. Carrie Maday Maday and her boyfriend. They were flying in a small plane and suddenly went down a couple of days ago. Might have been a bomb. Who knows? I mean, um, fortunately, I think they're OK. I mean, well, I think they'll recuperate. But Right. Well, you know, the, the sad thing is, is that, you know, they're not getting in trouble because they were hurting people. Right, right. They were getting in trouble because they were helping people. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is just so sad. Right. 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 I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I don't, I don't like to see suffering, you know, and I just, I just, you'd be interested in this, Ted. I just left an area in, in uh, Oregon where they have a facility, two facilities actually. And I found what they had to say very interesting, and you will too, I think. Mm-hmm. They set up two facilities there. One was, was Facebook, and the other one was a facility for Apple. Since those two companies have come to this small town in Oregon. Bend, Oregon? Nope, not Bend, Oregon. Okay. But since it has showed up in this small little town in Oregon, their cancer rates have gone exponentially up. Really? Children, young people, yeah, absolutely. Sickness, all kinds of issues there. Wow. So, you know, they're doing more than just putting pieces together or doing something. I don't know what they're doing there, but uh, absolutely causing a problem in that small area of Oregon. Have people wondered why? What, what do they get? I mean, how, how did this happen then? Is it increase, is because of the electricity usage in the area, maybe? You know, I don't know whether there's there's electricity as an issue or there's some kind of broadcast being made. When I did go by there, I did see a lot of antennas, which I thought was, it wasn't like, you know, antennas that you'd see on top of your bank because they want to do satellite banking and that kind of stuff and transfers. Right. It was it was a it was a different kind of antenna than what I have seen before, so I'm not exactly sure what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just know that there's an issue in that area. I see. It was Facebook and what else again? Facebook and Apple. And Apple. What? Oh, Apple. Apple. Okay. Unmarked. Right. Unmarked. None of the buildings were were marked. I see. Interesting. Which I thought was very interesting. You would think they would put, you know, markings on their buildings, but that's what it is. Hmm. 
And so I, I had a local explain it to me, and these are friends of mine, so I know they didn't they didn't lead me astray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably the local county authorities there uh, love the tax revenue. Who knows? And they well, probably exactly a lot right. of money paid off to do it quietly to let them in, and who knows? Right. Well, and and they give them tax incentives where they don't have to pay taxes for X number of years. Right. You know, and, and of course, it's absolutely destroyed the real estate in that area because it just made all the real estate go off the chain where normal folks can't afford to be there. Right, right, because now people are working there. Yeah. Huh. How long have so, they been there? Uh, you know, I don't know how long they have been there. I mean, it would have to be, you know, three to five years for have that much facility built up and for that level of cancer to show up right um back about um 10 years ago give or take maybe a little more microsoft put a server farm in quincy washington a little town in right. eastern washington i'm familiar with the area and i don't know what's happened since i know the real estate values went way up after that um but um i don't know what's happened in terms of toxicity or health issues but um, well, you know, I think it, it's it's like a lot of things, Ted. It's like, you know, they're not looking at it from that perspective. They're right. not looking at it. You know, this company is here. You know, we, we tend to want to, you know, jump on petrochemical industries because of the, the, the fumes or, you know, the chemicals or whatever that come through the stacks and the, fl- you know, the flares and that kind of stuff. But, you know, people just tend to glaze over something that they can't see. Right. You know, I can't see the electromagnetic interference, but yet it has has an effect on me and it interferes with me. But because I can't see it, I don't even consider it as an option as to why I'm having an issue. Right. Right. OK. Interesting. So, you know, if, if you can't see it, smell it, taste it or touch it, it doesn't exist. That's where those people are. But it, it absolutely exists, you know, and they're not even looking at it. And, and the fact that I do have such a diverse practice I'm looking at a lot of the same patterns showing up across the board. So, you know, it's not just one thing, you right. know, that's, that's isolated to humans or cattle or horses or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it's something that's, that's crossing those boundaries of genus and species. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, when you find out the causes, let me know. It'd be an interesting program to look at actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Are- I- find it fascinating and you know uh it it's uh important enough to me that that i've driven cross country to, to gather the data no doubt about that mm-hmm. are the locals asking questions now have they noticed what's happening in terms of their health and everything well you know i don't think you know this person that was telling me this you know they didn't know why it it happened but you know when i started looking at it and i saw the antennas and all of that kind of stuff uh the fact that it's local to that area, then it just absolutely makes perfect sense to me that it's electromagnetic interference. Yeah, right. You know, because, you know, people forget that we're electromagnetic pieces of machinery, right. you know, and that's how our body functions. And so if you get an aberrant beam coming in, right. it's going to disrupt your electromagnetic flow in your body and thereby hurt your functions of your body. Back it's in, not rocket science. Back in the early 80s, um, there were allegations that the Soviets 
or the Cubans have been beaming uh, electromagnetic um, frequency, high uh, electromagnetic frequency wa uh, uh, waves to the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, and the and the and, and also in Moscow as well. And the U.S. diplomats at the time in those facilities were getting cancer rates, getting cancer and dying off. Um, I'm sure. I remember, I remember that story back in the early 80s. Yeah. Well, you know, I went to the Global Science Convention in Daytona Beach, Florida, back in the early 80s. I don't remember the exact year. And it was right when cell phones and portable phones were coming out in, in the homes and stuff. Right. And there was a guy talking there. He says, well, you know, that they've known since the 20s which frequencies were beneficial. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as, as a golden opportunity, they could have select frequencies that were beneficial to the body. Right. But they did not do that. They selected the frequencies that affect the limbic system of the brain or the fear centers of the brain. Because right. people who are afraid are much easier to control and manipulate. That's true. And so if that was happening in the 80s, way before we've had all the electronics, you know, evolution that we have today. 40 years you can ago. Just imagine how much more sophisticated it is today than it was in the early 80s. Right, right. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I've, I've successfully disrupted a lot of this stuff you know, with different different reagents that I broadcast to recover these animals and recover mm -hmm. these fields that, you know, people re don't realize, too, that, you know, when these crops grow, their, their flowers and their leaves and all of that are their antennas, how they receive, how they broadcast, you know, what they're doing to the bees or whatever to pollinate right. their antennas. And so are we, you right. know, so this disruption isn't just isolated to people and livestock. Right. I mean, it's, it's the plants, too. So I've done a lot of agricultural work trying to recover, mm -hmm. you know, and, and re successfully these plants. So they come to full growth and, and harvest mm -hmm. to the best of their ability. You know, so that's that's something that I've worked on hot and heavy the last two or three years. And, you know, the, the radionics works, you know, and, and the reagents and the antidotes absolutely work. Mm hmm. Okay, great, great. What I, if, I feel sorry for the people who don't have that. You know, hmm. there's a lot of people struggling, you know, and a lot of farmers are really struggling and they can't figure out why they're having an issue. Right, right. Um, there have been reports the last 10, 20 years on uh, bee deaths, the die-offs of honeybees. Um, what, what's the status of that now and have you been able to use your techniques to help them? Well, you know, I, I really haven't worked on the bees, but I mean, you know, when you start talking about disrupting the electromagnetics, I mean, you're talking about how they come home, how they go to the fields. And if the, if the plants themselves are not vibrating and resonating the way that they're designed to do, then the bees don't ever come. And if the bees don't ever come, then they don't get the pollen and they don't carry the pollen back to the hive to, to generate the honey and, and the pollination doesn't happen. I mean, it, it's a cascading problem. It's not like just the bees or just the crops or just the livestock or just the people. It, it's all inclusive. And because it's so all inclusive, people are missing the bigger picture. You know, we tend to be very focused on what is our little bailiwick, you know, what is my area of expertise? And because you're doing that, you miss seeing how many pieces are across the board that are absolutely connecting dots. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Right. 
Right, right. Well, you're doing wonderful work, and I'm so glad that you can share this with uh, with all my listeners today. We've got about 10 minutes left, or maybe 12. Michelle, could you give out your website or people how people can reach you, and maybe we'll talk about some other areas as well? Absolutely. The easiest way to reach me is in my office, and I'm on Central Standard Time in, in uh, Louisiana, uh, USA, and that is 337-477-7423. Okay, great. And an email address or website? Yeah, it's it's the easiest one is drpeal at gmail.com. Could you repeat that, please? B-R, what, sorry? It's like Dr. Peel, D-R-P-E-A-L at gmail.com. Okay, well, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, what, what about water pollution? Could you maybe mention some things that we done for water pollution? Absolutely. That that is actually one of the easiest things to deal with. Really? Because okay. it, oh, absolutely. It falls into the antidote range. Like in, um, I'm thinking now it's 2020, mm-hmm. Lake Charles, Louisiana had four hurricanes come right through. I came right over Lake Charles four times. Right. And so when that happens, you get all kinds of debris and chemicals and flooding. So you get your gasoline, your oil, whatever chemical was in the water gets forced into the, the, the crops or the fields that the crops are, are made in. So it, it becomes a huge issue. So what I ended up doing is I go out and I take samples mm-hmm. and I generate a reverse Oh, or an antidote. Okay. And it enables them to be able to use those areas without bioremediation. Hmm. And in addition, you know, I had clients, of course, that, you know, lost their roofs and rain came in. And needless to say, it's warm and balmy down there. And so they started growing mold and black mold. And so what, what I did is where I could, I would go in and gather samples or have them give me samples from their homes. And I generated antidotes specific to their home to kill the mold. And so the mold got killed in place and it never came back. So the people didn't have to struggle with the black mold. Fantastic. And they didn't have to remediate it either. They could they could paint over it and it wouldn't come through. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, uh, that's what I said in the last two, three years. I have just nonstop been making antidotes and reverses for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Wow. Um, I know I'm sure people it would be gratified to hear that. Yeah. I have a friend in Seattle who had mold in his house and they charged him a hundred thousand dollars to get the house cleaned up and it took forever. I don't Got even bad. know now. Um, of course, Seattle gets a lot of rain and, uh, but it sounds like your your method would be preferable, a lot less invasive. Well, yeah, I mean it's less invasive. It doesn't cost that much. Right. I mean, you know, and and you you don't have to deal with it anymore because sometimes the chemicals they use to kill it are more damaging than the mold itself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we've got about uh, seven minutes left. What other projects have you been working on, Michelle? Boy, where to begin, Ted? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the electromagnetic stuff has really been taking up a lot of my time because it's just been so pervasive. And uh, mm-hmm. this cardiopulmonary nerve and, and right. pulmonary artery thing 
mm-hmm. know, has really showed up to be of a real problem, not just in, in people, but in, in livestock, mm-hmm. in, in relationship to surgeries. You know, when, when you start talking about the Hertzian frequency medicines or treatments or whatever, right. they, they have had problems with uh, animals not waking up and people not waking up from anesthesia or portions of their body not waking up. Really? And so I've had to do a lot of polarity treatment uh-huh. to reestablish the electrical current so that the organs and what have you could wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's an issue. That is absolutely an issue. And up until, you know, you, you would have it ever so often, you know, maybe once every couple of years, you might have an animal that didn't handle anesthesia or a dog or whatever that doesn't handle anesthesia. Right. But now it's like any of my clients that are getting ready to go have surgery, I have them stop by and make sure that everything is, is right before they even go in. Okay. Because it's been such a huge issue. Wow. Okay. Great. Great. Now, how does this relate to the Schumann residence, which has been rising exponentially here on the planet? Um, Well, you know, a a lot of people have asked me about that. And I I think really and truly right now, the, the, like the Schumann residence and the scalar residence are almost running neck and neck with each other. But there's going to be a point where the Schumann residence is going to end because it's in a Hertzian band and it has a top, you know, it's not infinite where scalar is infinite. So at some point there's going to be that, that, that parting of the ways, if you will, Uh and you're either Uh going to stay scalar or you're going to go back down one of the two. And that's, that's, that's kind of where we're at. And, you know, I think this absolutely goes hand in glove with the Ascension stuff because you, you can't go fourth and fifth density if you're going to stay Hertzian. Because that's a that's an acid environment, and uh, Hertzian only operates in an acid environment. So, and everything that gives us trouble loves acid. Mm-hmm. So, if we're talking about healing, and we're talking about you know going into the fourth and fifth or whatever dimensions where that doesn't exist, then you're you're absolutely talking about scalar. Mm-hmm. So that to me is the natural order of progression and ascension is to not just go scalar, but stay scalar. I see. And, and what shuts you down is fear. I see. You know, because the opposite of fear is trust. You know, and I'm I'm talking about trusting God. You know, I know he's got it all going on. And, and I'm very encouraged by what I've seen in the last three days. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about things that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. occurring right now. Not something happened last year or whatever. This is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm very, very encouraged. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, we've only got a couple more months left of 3D, third dimension. We'll go into 4D, end of August, September. And then in October, my my friends, my galactic friends tell me it's going to be a great month for humanity. I think the medbeds will be coming out then. By the way, do medbeds employ this kind of technology as well? Do you know, is that part of it? or? It's absolutely scalar, you know, and, and a lot of people have really been hanging their hat on the med bed. You know, I can't wait till the med bed comes out, yada, yada, yada. But right. to me, just, just me personally, Ted, I'm not going to argue with nobody. But to me personally, if you can get scalar, which is an alkaline environment and all the things that give us trouble, love acid, I don't think if you go scalar completely, you're going to need a med bed. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. That's now, interesting. The body is designed to heal itself, bar none without exception. If you turn the power on, you're not going to need a med bed. You are a med bed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But one thing Zora has always said that I really like, um, he's here now, by the way, is that we are all gods and goddesses, natural born healers to heal ourselves. Yeah. The body is designed to heal that. itself. Yeah. And we've had a slew of miracle healings here um, yes. at Shasta, so which has been really, really That's good. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, been- you know, I tell you, I've had people ask me over the years, you know, why do you think you see so many miracles? And I was about to say I didn't know. And the angels told me, says, because you know that miracles are possible. If yeah. you can get someone to agree with you for but a split second, it can be done. You know, and, and it's the power of agreement. Power right. agreement is powerful, but we don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the health field in the future will take advantage of it, and they'll look for other methods because the old methods aren't working. And exactly. to be honest with you, you know, a lot. Be honest with you, Michelle. I see a lot of doctors and nurses, unfortunately, passing away because they took the shot. And a well, lot and, of- you know, if you think about it, if you really just think about it, uh, whether they be doctors or nurses or whatever it is. If they are going to be attached to the old right. and they don't want to step forward, you, you know, you just almost have to assume that they're going to pass away because choosing Hertzian and staying in 3D is choosing death. Right. Well, I want to tell you, um, we're running kind of close. I'm so sorry, Michelle. Don, my producer, just noticed it. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, Michelle, you're always a breath of fresh air. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> And uh, let's talk by phone a little later. Uh, Don, we can go ahead and play Star Spangled Banner, Banner now to celebrate the, the, the 4th of July. And then I'll come in for a few words at the, at the end. I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show. If you'd like to support us, please go to my BBS website or to outofthisworld1150.com. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. Take care. All right, thank my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll be back on again in two hours with Susie Ward of Matthew Speaks with messages from angels on the other side. And I know you'll find that really interesting. I want to thank everyone so much for their all their beautiful support. Uh, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported station uh, program. And if you'd like to support us, please go to my uh, BBS website or to Out of This World 
Com. I know if we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier world. And I hope to see you today at three o'clock with Susie Ward from Matthew Speaks. And uh, Don and Doug, thank you so much again for all your fantastic help. It's always really wonderful to uh, to have you on the show with, with me for my Saturday show. All right, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful, happy 4th of July if you're in the United States or a beautiful, happy weekend anywhere you are in the world. And remember, if we all work together, I know we will create a much better and happier world. We only have a couple of months left now of 3D before we shift into 4D. And then at the end of 2024, we shift into five five dimension. I've been waiting for this moment in human history for the last 52,000 years. And I'm extremely excited about our beautiful, bright future. Um, I hope everyone has a fantastic day. And thank you again so much for listening and supporting Out of This World Radio. Bye-bye, everyone. Much love to everyone. Bye-bye. Take care.